0: The entertainment landfill. Film, television, pop culture. It's where you find it.
1: nine millimeter beretta, six fifteen in the mag, one up the pipe, wide ejection port, no feed jam. What you got in there? Four-inch smith. Six shooter, huh? A lot of old timers carry those. I suppose
2: we have to register you as a lethal weapon.
0: It's time for another Nim Movie Mini. Hey, we can't call them ETL Movie Minis. That doesn't roll off the tongue. It's a Nim Movie Mini. We're still a- Nim Productions. Yeah, Nim Productions present ETL. But today we present Lethal Weapon Bill. Lethal Weapon, a 1987 action cops and robbers, crazy cops film. Awesome. <laughs> I can't believe you know. I for some reason in my head. I pictured it as like 85 or 86, but you're right, 87, Jeez, Yeah, 87. I was in high school, and I can honestly, I'll always remember going to see Lethal Weapon the first time because the projector broke down, and we had to get our money back, and we didn't get to see the film that night. It was so disappointing. Wow, that sucks. I don't even remember at what point it broke down, but it was, I'm going to say it was well into the film. How many reels do you think? Like, my brain is telling me it was at the gun range scene. Wow. And So it was, you, were, you were invested. Yeah, it was literally, you could see the film bubble up on the screen and everyone go, Oh! That's only was happened it? to me one time. It was Dumb and Dumber. Oh, man. And I remember just droves of people going out and they were handing out movie passes as you walk by and it was just like dad let's go somewhere else to see it it's too late son there's no we're not going to be able to see it anywhere i was just like you know when you're a kid you want immediate yes yeah, instant gratification hell i still want instant. Grab- <laughs> <laughs> and i was about. just like oh man and i remember i didn't get to see it finally until maybe a week later with my friends they all wanted to see a nightmare on elm street dream warriors oh screw that and i i was looking on IMDb, like to see if Dream Warriors came out the same weekend. It actually came out the week before on February 27th. There's no waking up from this nightmare. No! A Nightmare on Elm Street, Portal, part three, Dream First Friday, February 27th at a theater near you. Consult local listing. Well, they should have went and went to see it then. This is lethal weapon time, people. <laughs> So it came out on February 27th, and then Lethal Weapon came out March 6th. So I think one person in the group had actually seen it, and they're like, "Oh man, it's badass, man! Like Freddy, there's like a Wizard Master." My dreams, I am the Wizard Master. Man, we gotta go see that, and I was like, "Dudes, we gotta go see Lethal Weapon. What the hell's that?"
2: Gun. Oh,
1: oh, grudge. Oh. Too, you if these two cops can stand each other. Oh, I keep getting into trouble around you. The bad guys don't stand a chance. You ever met anybody you didn't
2: kill?
1: Well, I haven't killed you yet. Mel Gibson, Danny Glover. We better register you as a lethal weapon. Lethal Weapon, rated R. Starts Friday, March 6th.
0: Oh, you know, it's, uh, it's got Mad Max in it and he's a cop or whatever. Yeah, and that, that abusive black guy from the color purple. Uh, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> screw that. Let's go see Freddy. Somehow I got him to do it and of course it was awesome.
2: Sorry, kids. I don't believe in fairy tales.
0: I'm jealous. I was eight years old in 1987, so. I would have loved to have seen Lethal Weapon, yeah. We, did but I this- saw it a year later when it, I, that's when I first saw it. I saw it a year later on HBO because they used to show that scene on the rooftop where Martin Riggs handcuffs the guy and jumps into the gigantic air pillow over and over and over again. And I was like, I gotta see that. That's awesome. Are they showing <laughs> like stunt work? What's doing with that? And uh, I finally saw it, and I was exposed to. I was sixteen. Uh, my first set of amazing breasts. I was like <laughs> eight years old and I'm watching it. i like, is that girl naked? That girl's naked. Oh my God. That girl's naked. Like that was, that, that's what I remember the most about it. One friend that I saw with this guy, Walt, he was one of those dudes who talked way too loud in movie theaters. Uh... And like when it opens up the film with the Amanda Hunsacker topless or whatever, you know, she's like laying there in the bed. Mm-hmm. He goes, damn, she's fine. Like way too loud. was <laughs> like, dude, just calm down. Calm yeah. yourself. What are you? Eight years old. <laughs> he literally did. He was the kind of guy like we were all riding in a car together. He would say to some girl like, "Damn, you're fine," or something. Like a girl's There's gonna go, "No limiter on what's appropriate." Yeah, like a girl's gonna go, "Oh my gosh, thank you," and like pull over. Like he over. has a Mr. Microphone. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. And she'd be like, "Oh, hi. What's your phone number? I'll call you sometime." Yeah, you know, it's like, like, dude, no girl like is into that. So shut up. No, I up. never understood that. Like, where guys picked that up or thought that was a good idea, especially as having—I had three sisters. You had two sisters, so it just yeah you you understand how the female mind works a little more and that just was that's my favorite insane. is like workers who go like you know, oh, yeah. like do the whistle oh my god that's so hot let's go let's go you picked the spot i can't believe you can whistle so well <laughs> oh hi you're interested in me let me walk on over no it's more like Hey, where are you going? Hey, baby! They they don't understand that that's rapey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're being rapey right now. Oh, maybe I should tone it down. But, dude, 16 years old, I was a fan of the Road Warrior, I mean, Mad Max franchise. Yeah. And so I was excited about that. That's how I knew Mel Gibson at the time. You know, he was Mad Max, right? Yeah, and he was still living in Australia at the time.
1: Two days ago, I saw a vehicle that had hauled that tanker. you want to get out of here?
0: You talk to me. People, I have a feeling, knew who Mel Gibson was, but this was the franchise that made him, like, a huge star. Yes. Because... I mean, come on. His performance in this movie, I'm shocked. I mean, maybe just because the the Academy is very hoity-toity and... uh, don't really hold up dramatic action films, but his performance is one of the best of any action film ever. Well, he... I mean, this is Melkinson, amazing. he was electric. He had all this, like, he drew you to him yeah. When you watch that film, your eyes just pull towards him. He radiates on the screen, as they say. Yeah. You know, if you look at it now, the Martin Riggs dress is ridiculous. I don't know what the hell he's wearing. His hair is awful. Yeah, that's, that <laughs> was pretty bad. Mel Gibson pulls it off, though. I mean, he made films like Gallipoli and like the year of living dangerously and the bounty, the river. Yes. Mrs. Soful, and then the Mad Max series. So, like, he didn't make films like this up until this movie. Bounty is one of those really effed up movies. He continued to do movies that were kind of outside the norm. Yeah, the you know, same They were year. either kind of like smaller films or challenging films. And then this was his first huge blockbuster role. Yeah. Then he did Tequila Sunrise, which I like. You know, after he did like Lethal Weapon 2, he, he started doing kind of goofy ass movies until yeah. he got into directing. We'll say Hamlet was pretty cool when he did that, but stuff like Bird on a Wire. I hated Bird on a Wire, but. It's not a good movie. <laughs> there, if you listen to the, um, Ned Ryerson. Steven sh- Toblowski. Yeah, Steven Toblowski. His podcast he does with David Chen from Slash Film or did I don't know if it's still going on. He tells some amazing stories in general, but his stories from the shooting of Bird on the Wire are hilarious. If you ever want to get like a whole idea of that era, the the Gibson kind of goofy film era, mm-hmm. that is a, that is a, there's a great insight into that there. And then he made Air America. Yes. Which I will watch, it's not a good movie. It's No, it's in fact it drags. Yeah, it really does drag. And then Forever Young. But wasn't Forever Young like a I want to say it was a remake of something. Hmm, I don't know. Or am I am I totally off base it's here? It's a remake of a Rod Stewart song, I think. Oh, okay, that's what it is. <laughs> and then later on, you know, he directed Man Without a Face and then did Maverick and he made films that were okay. Until he made uh, Braveheart, I would guess. Well, Hamlet was pretty accomplished. We would watch it in high school and just kind of be, like, blown away by it. None of us had any idea what was being said. Right. The scene where Riggs is suicidal and it looks like he's going to blow his brains out. I remember an interview with Franco Zepparelli, who did Mm -hmm. Hamlet. You know, he'd also done Romeo and Juliet. He's a big Shakespeare buff, apparently. And he said when he... Watch that scene from lethal weapon he said he is hamlet right here he's saying to be or not to be and he knew he wanted him to play hamlet after he saw that scene wow that's cool and every time i watch that scene i think hamlet Riggs is saying to be or not to be <laughs> yeah if that is the eternal question yeah let's go ahead and get into lethal weapon bill all right Jingle bell, jingle, bell, jingle bell. <laughs> When the movie starts, you know, you're thinking action movie or something. It's going to start with like... Something like that. But no, it's... Oh, even a, the font is that action movie font. Like that big, bold, 3D lettering. Mm-hmm. And like it just a, doesn't... It doesn't seem like it should fit with the music. Yeah, I, and it starts with the Christmas song. And little did we know that this would be a Shane Black staple. Yeah. When this film was made, we didn't know at the time, but Shane Black was uh, being wined and dined by Joel Silver, and he would. <laughs> well, Joel Silver was his agent. Oh, really? Yeah, Joel Silver was his agent. He sent the script to Joel Silver, and then they took it to Warner Brothers, and then they were like, oh, I think you have something here. Let's work on it. He's like, I love it. Let's yeah. make it. And then, you know, the rest is history with Shane Black. We, of course, get The Last Boy Scout, et cetera. Oh, I think after this, he made The Monster Squad, which I would have made, too, next. <laughs> With, um, shit, Decker. What was his name? Fred Decker. Fred Decker. I wanted to say Fred Decker, but I just thought it was wrong. So, let's see. Lethal Weapon, Monster Squad, Lethal Weapon 2, just story, mm-hmm. and then last Boy Scout, last, last action, action hero, hero. He did. Rewrite. Good night. Wow, so really? Yep. Shane I'm, Black, born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm guessing, Bill, that he made a lot of money off of the franchise Lethal Weapon, and he didn't have to work a lot. Well, uh, Lethal Weapon, he made 250 grand, um, but don't you think and was over paid time because of the characters and everything throughout yeah. the uh, franchise. Oh, okay, yeah, he got like 125 grand as a co-writer of Lethal Weapon 2, because I know the original ending on two, Riggs is killed. Mm-hmm. And they changed it, so they rewrote it or of something. Of course they, you know, you can't kill all from Riggs. No, you can, well, you can't kill Franchise. Yeah, don't kill uh, Franchise. 1.75 million for Last Boy Scout and a million for his rewrite on Last Action Hero. That's not bad for the uh, the, the 80s and 90s. So when um, the movie starts, of course, it starts with that cool aerial shot of Los Angeles and it zooms in on a nude woman, which my friend enjoyed a lot. And uh, my eight-year-old me really liked. <laughs> where you like, damn, my eight-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> damn, she's fine. It was one of those moments where it was just like, well, I feel funny. Well, the, yes. the scene turns really dark because this chick is in lingerie laying there naked, but then she's doing coke. Yes. And it's like, okay, what's going Man, on here? Man, she is stoned. Okay, so it's like Jingle Bell Rock, the city. It's obvious Christmas time. You know, you see the Christmas lights and stuff. And then this chick doing coke. Where's this going? What's going on here? <laughs> Richard Donner, the way that they set up the scene... It's almost like TV shows now, where they do the setup of a crime-happening yes. TV It's shows. procedural stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. It's a procedural. You know, we start out with the crime being committed. <laughs> yeah, but I, I also have to just compliment him on the way the scene is set up, because I'm watching it, just how that helicopter shot is steady, and then how dizzying it is around the apartment complex. Yeah. It circles once. Before it goes mm-hmm. in on it and it's really like it's discompopulating. Yeah. Like it like makes deep. you uncomfortable before that zoom in. The opening credits is like the helicopter's on its way to the building, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And then when it arrives and circles it and then zooms in, she's in there and then jumps off the, uh, the balcony. You think she's just kind of checking stuff out, and then she like, you know, kind of like Jenny and Forrest Gump, and you know, it just I can fly. Yeah, and then she just leaps. It's like, what the hell? That was a waste of a beautiful woman. When we talk about rigs in Lethal Weapon, the the main character is R- Murtaugh. Am I right? He's the first guy gets introduced. Him and well, his family. Well, he's supposed to be the main character. <laughs> yeah, he's retiring, and then what about when they bust in on his bath time, Bill? That's it. I had to message you about that about how creepily uncomfortable that was.
2: I'm not
0: going to tell you. You don't go into the bathroom when your parents in a tub. That's just not normal. (laughs) Well, I could see the mom was like, okay, kids, come on, let's get in there. You're afraid you're going to see something that you can't forget. It's his birthday and he's retiring soon, right? At 50, which is strange. It is really strange. Was retirement an early thing in the 80s? Maybe it's a promise he made to his wife or something. I don't know. You move on to another career, not really retire. But I they have just, the scene with his daughter, Rianne, where she's like...
2: You know what? Your beard's getting gray. Kind of makes you look old. But I'm mean, right though, because I still love you. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> <High five. laughs>
0: Then we have to have the... <laughs> the, uh, yes, We can't forget to mention Michael Kamen, Eric Clapton, and David Sanborn. Yes, the Sanborn sax. in the entire movie is a battle. I was trying to figure out which character does the sax represent and which character does the guitar ring yeah. represent. It's Eric Clapton versus David Sanborn in the movie. Yeah, it's a constant fight. It's just which one could be more loud and obnoxious than the other. Yeah. And then the movie starts, you know, with Raj, we introduce him as Tool, and then it cuts to Riggs, and he's waking up naked. Yes. In his bed. After his barb roll. And I'll never forget this, being over at my grandparents of all places watching Lethal Weapon, and my grandma commenting on Mel Gibson's butt. I'll never forget it yikes yeah she was just like this is my favorite part and i was just like grandma. grandma and it was just like it was the first time i realized my grandma was a woman who was attracted yeah. to men <laughs> well, i guess i can respect that but wow it's like grandma oh my god she actually likes nude men oh my Not god like the time i saw indecent proposal with my grandma and she's like this is a bad movie this is just, filthy. This, oh is, this, this is filthy, dirty, and I love it. But somehow I can't look away. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, they have the scene where everybody's at the Murtaugh house and Trish is cooking bacon. She's cooking a lot of bacon in the scene also, Bill. Uh, they're a very pork-centered family
2: apparently. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my bacon! Oh, it's mine now. Hey, don't you close doors around here? Baby, what's this on my tie? That is an ugly spot. Thanks. Sure. Okay. I'm thinking of going on Jeopardy. All right. Just don't take any questions about
0: cooking. I've got to just focus on Lethal Weapon. Don't think about the other movies right now. Okay. The whole, uh, Murtaugh in the morning and his wife kind of like just saying stuff. I guess it's realistic, you know? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. This is, I was going to say something. This is quite possibly one it's of the worst conceived scenes I've seen. Just because it comes across so phony, Danny Glover's acting in it. He just seems like he's a stranger in this house. <laughs> like, it's, it's, he, it's not natural. Like, it's, it's not comfortable. It's wow, very, Bill, it's I an unsettling he's... scene for some reason. Like, who is this man? Alzheimer's might have set in. Mate, it's possible. It just seems like everyone in the house is normal except him. Danny Glover does this talk acting which i love he narrates his own acting
2: don't step in the hay where's
1: my thinking i should have checked the floor for
0: hay i love it the way he does that is that what do we got here yeah i love what he says that would make me no
1: wait wait a minute that would make
2: me 50 so that means that you're Uh, we're not gonna discuss that
0: it's like you guys are in the room alone really yeah no, yeah. no, your audience, you guys are watching the movie. Oh, okay. That's a, I just don't know if this is like a, a, a kind of a very immature scripting or just a poor acting or I can't decide which it is, but this opening, this scene just doesn't work that well. I think they're working with the material. Okay. No, I gotta be honest. The scene has never bothered me from watching it originally, but I no, think. No, me neither. I think it's like over time we watch it. It's just like, oh, geez, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And then, oh, also, we gotta mention that the director's cut of Lethal Weapon, that it has Riggs, for some reason, showing a scene where he s- kicks in his TV. He's Remember just, that? Some commercial irritates the hell out of him. Does he kick the TV or throw a bottle at the TV? Well, first he's like, he's like drinking beer. It's showing that he drinks beer, of course, before he goes to work. And I think it's a f- Frederick commercial. Remember? Yes. Shadow Stevens played this character that sold stereos and stuff. I think it's something like that. Yeah, he throws a bottle at the screen, which I don't think would smash it like that. But no, and not knock it off. Do you remember how heavy those CRTs were in the eighties? Like it right. was like a thirteen-inch CRT. Those things were beasts. And it's that's obvious. like a fifty-pound television. And it's obvious why they cut the scene out of the movie because it's not necessary. But wait, there's more. How much would you expect to pay for something like this? It shows him where he sees a picture of his wife, and he goes, "I'll buy you a new one." It's better later on when they show the uh attempted suicide scene because you get all you need from that one yeah, scene. This, yeah, this scene is it's extra Yeah, extraneous, and yeah, then when it's, it, 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 it's not needed because it, it doesn't it it brings up the point of the the wife's death too early. And also, uh it shows Rod going to the gun range. You don't need any of that. It's all yeah, that where he's holding out his hand. Yeah, basically and then he, he like yeah deleted scenes like this are neat for a movie that you've seen a hundred times to see new stuff. You can understand when you watch it why they cut it out. Yeah. You know. About the only cuts I've seen of movies that I'm like, ooh, I'm glad this is back in are The Abyss and uh The Aliens. Abyss is a totally different film. Yeah, The Aliens Abyss is essential. <laughs> but also in in the director's cut, there's a really strange sniper scene. Where a guy is just shooting at people? Yeah, the schoolyard scene. Yeah, and how disturbing would that be this day and age? But this is back in the 80s. This was unheard of, or at least we didn't hear about it nationally. And it's the scene is really strange. It's strange, but it's effective. It's the first introduction in how reckless and suicidal Riggs is. Yeah, he's willing to just walk into the line of fire. He doesn't care and even all the cops are just like this guy is freaking nuts like they don't want anything to do with him hello
1: mr sniper sir get away i'm still here asshole what do you only do kids shut up
0: But it's the same thing as we didn't really need it because we get to see it later, how nuts he yeah, is. Yes, you know? that's true. It's it's doubling up on it. I didn't know this until later that there were some people who didn't like the Lethal Weapon franchise because it was like, oh, it's crazy cops. It's- well, you know what? I can see that because I mentioned to you like in the 70s, the um, Alan Arkin, um, uh, James Caan movie, Freebie and the Bean is one of those movies, like the buddy cop. Crazy cops thing. How in the world did you guys stay
1: alive till now? How
2: about you got pushed off? What are you doing? Huh? I'm getting crazy. I'm getting crazy up here.
1: Please get out of my office,
0: sir. And there's scenes in Lethal Weapon that kind of harken back to that sort of film and i think that those sort of films were always sort of kind of made fun of you know like oh boy they're doing a buddy cop movie like i so i think maybe there, there was a lack of respect there maybe that's kind of what um shane black was playing off of yeah totally like uh, i always thought it was effective and of course i'm a fan of the first lethal weapon but I would say like when you watch that scene with the sniper, of course it shows that he's crazy and but he's also heroic. He uh does guns the guy down. He's a bad man, right? But yeah. not necessary in the movie, right? No. You know, one thing I want to talk about like earlier in the movie, of course, when the movie first starts, uh Raj is hearing from his wife about uh Michael Hunsacker called him. And he's an yes. old Vietnam buddy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then Roger goes to a crime scene and Amanda Huntsacker has dove out the window, as uh, <laughs> Roger says. Yes.
2: Give me the number for Michael Hunsaker. The man we talked about?
0: What? You're yeah, yeah. You just mentioned him this morning. What's
2: wrong? His daughter
0: just dove out the window. Oh my God, that's true. It's like, dude, that is such a freaking huge coincidence isn't it <laughs> you yeah know? he's like wait what's it what's her parents names uh parents are michael and uh, hunsacker like oh, oh, oh. And that oh. Scene is, i'm not sure that scene is well acted either you knew no well and also they have dixie the prostitute
2: Pete, you know how it is <laughs>
0: yeah, Sure. <laughs> all dressed up and no one to blow <laughs> well, you're hilarious i can't believe you damn <laughs> and the movie is filled with those little, like, Shane Black moments. It's like he hasn't perfected the one-liner yet. Oh, come and he's on. He's just kind I of, like, s- shoehorning it in. That's the good line. That's hilarious. All dressed up and no one to blow. Hey, screw you, buddy. Something like that. No, I don't sh- even remember what she said. She says. goes, you're hilarious. Oh, yes. That scene works perfectly well, Bill. Okay. Does it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I, I trust you. It's Danny Glover's delivery. What? Are you, why are you knocking Danny Glover? He's I, a master at it. I just at. noticed that for some reason in this movie, he's very stiff. He's a master debater. <laughs> yes, he is. Oh, wait. That's the wrong uh, Lethal Weapon film. He calls wife Trisha. I'm going to need the number to uh, Michael Hanser. I, I want to see a scene where she goes, that's crazy. He just called you out of the blue and now his daughter's dead? <laughs> yeah. You know? You know, When you think about it, I mean, I love this movie, but the movie is just all over the place. It really, yeah, it is. It is. And that always happens with these. Whenever we go back, we go and, back and look back at it, to- it's something we love. We're like, wait, man, this movie is all freaking over the place. Do they ever do police work in this movie? You know what? The only movie I can say that we really have covered that isn't all over the place is Die Hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only one that has truly held up in its uh, its consistency. What I mean by all over the place also is when you think about it. Okay, uh, Roger doesn't have a partner right now. He no. goes to the crime scene, and it turns out that a friend of his that he hasn't spoken to since Vietnam's daughter just jumped off a uh, a ledge, right? Yeah, naked, well, and yeah. she was a prostitute. And so then all of a sudden he gets a new partner who's a crazy homicidal cop and they don't ever have a scene where he fills them in on anything, is there? Well, no, there isn't. And we have to, we have to discuss this immediately after this scene with Amanda Hunsacker, we go to the, uh, Christmas tree lot. Yeah. This scene is very funny with the, uh, the, it's a drug deal and a Christmas tree lot. Okay. Yes. Um, and they're all wearing flannel. They're all dressed very warmly for wearing, L.A. Yeah, wearing denim and stuff like that. And, you know, there's a funny scene where Riggs... He goes, how much for all of it? And he's they're like, a hundred.
1: Okay, so let's do it. How much? How much for how much? For all of it. You want it all? Yep. He wants
0: it all. He wants it all. <laughs> Beautiful. He goes, okay. He starts counting out his money for a hundred <laughs> bucks. They're like, a hundred thousand. And he's like... Did you hear what he said? A hundred thousand? I... I'm sorry I
1: can't afford that not on my salary but look I tell you what I got a better idea
0: <laughs> <laughs> he says well how about I uh, uh
1: let me say I uh, I take the whole stash off your hands for free and you assholes can go oh, to jail hey, what do you whoa, say about that
0: it. puts down the badge and they're like, uh ah, you're not a real cop, man. You're not, yeah, you know, you're all that one stuff. crazy then, of course, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm yep. crazy. I'm gonna do the the Mo or the uh the Larry. No, Mo Larry Curly. Curly, that's the one. the, oh, you're, the guy goes. This badge ain't real, and you ain't real.
1: Oh, you sure are right. crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm crazy? Yeah. Oh, you, you calling me crazy? crazy? Yeah. You think I'm crazy?
0: Yeah, yeah you want to see crazy? <laughs>
1: now that's a real badge i'm a real cop and this is a real fucking
0: gun <laughs> like does he take offense when people call him crazy you think no it's like marty mcfline <laughs> you call me chicken yeah i'm guessing this is early morning right because Rods just had breakfast and then he yeah. showed up at the same i'd like to think they're happening at the same time right so this shootout happens in this tree lot where he's rolling on the ground shooting dudes And then my favorite scene, I always loved this as a kid because I always wanted to see the hero do this where someone holds a gun to your head and you're like, you know what, shoot me. Come on, do you have the balls? And he's like, shoot it.
1: I shoot him. Drop it, prick. I shoot him. Shoot him. Shoot him. Shut the fuck up. Somebody shoot this
0: prick. And then, you know, the guy doesn't have the nerve to do it and Riggs totally psychs him out. Yeah. And then he headbutts him or whatever. So, but think about it. Riggs, this, after this incident where he's like, come on, shoot me, shoot me. They're like, okay, you're out of here. We're transferring you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the fact that the backup wasn't like right there—was he off doing this on his own? Why did the backup just arrive after? Where, like, just there's one. I got one. There's one in the tree. It's like, wait, where were you? I picture they were—they were down the street, okay, just waiting for him. Come on, it's Riggs. He's got this handled, and then everything goes bad. Riggs has the gun in the guy's head and the guy goes, it ain't worth it, man. And he's all like all pissed up and hopped up and everything. It shows he's crazy. In the director's cut, it shows him coming home with a new TV. <laughs> yes. He said that he would get a new one. I wonder if it's, I never noticed if it's a different TV. I wonder if anyone's like, hey, I noticed his TV changes in the movie. And it's like, uh, uh, uh he buys a new one. <laughs> it's not a continuity error. It's just. It just happened. You know, I like to point out uh, product placement in movies. So mm-hmm. far, the, the one thing I noticed is Winchell's Donuts in the background of the uh, Christmas tree. <laughs> yes, you can yes. see it just back. It's like, dude, Winchell's Donuts back there. I remember I, when I, I got a TV for my basement. And I took a picture, and you're like, "Hey, I see Winchell's Donuts." Winchell's while do you work. Winchell's while you play. Winchell's while you. Winchell's
1: while you work and while you play.
0: Winchell's. <laughs> yep. Okay, now what follows is my favorite scene in the entire movie. Okay. Probably my entire scene in the franchise, which is uh, Riggs drinking some beer and he's contemplating blowing his brains out, right? Yes. You know, we know now from the scene it's conveyed that he had a wife who's now dead. After the scene, the movie tells us, because it has the psychiatrist saying that he just lost his wife of so-and-so years, he's He's on the edge and all this stuff. And she's right, of course. But throughout the entire films, the she's captain. demonized as the the nutty one. Yeah, I was like, did Scientologists write this, where they want to make psychiatry look like a pseudoscience? <laughs> But in the scene, it's really powerful the way Mel Gibson plays it. It makes me wonder exactly what was really going on in his head to that sort of emotion on film. Because it's, it's incredibly effective. I assume, just from watching the movie many times, is that he had attempted this many times. I think you're right. That he had contemplated it and he would sat there with his gun a lot, thinking about, hey, I could just end it. All I got to do is just pull the trigger and all the suffering I'm going through. Would be, over. I mean, we know that this man, Mel Gibson, ha- has his fair share of demons mm-hmm. and has fought them. many, he's said so in interviews that, you know, whenever a, lo- a lot of stuff started coming out, that he has contemplated it. So this is, you know, he's, it's more than just his his ability to act. It's just, it's so raw and real feels real that's i guess that's why it's so effective and the uh the michael Kamen score in the background and then what i'd love even in the background is uh bugs bunny uh, like christmas special in yeah the background. yeah that's it's, that added little bit of uh like salt in the wound yeah and it's like merry christmas while he's got the gun in his mouth about the his brains up. You know, seasonal depression uh, is is real. That's kind of a statement on that. That you know, it's everything is so joyful, and yet when you're alone, it's it's horribly, horribly depressing.
1: I miss you. Victoria. Lynn. <laughs> hey, that's silly, isn't it?
2: I'll
1: see you later. I'll see you much later. Oh.
0: That's what, that's what I love about this movie is the way it sets up Riggs as a character. You know, it's this dude who we know he's a badass, but also he's a human being who's suffering right now. Yeah. He's a lethal weapon who isn't afraid to turn it against <laughs> himself. A lethal weapon. His main problem at work also, is a lot of people think he's pretending. Remember, what does the captain say? I've seen it before. They pretend so they get their psycho pension.
2: Are you He's telling yours? me you think Riggs Thanks. is playing
1: some kind of a game here? Sure.
0: He wants the cash. I've seen it a hundred times. But he'll come around.
1: That's a very dangerous attitude to take, Captain. May I remind you that his wife of 11 years was recently killed in a car accident. He's also been known to pull his gun. I know all about Riggs, Not Doc. enough.
0: He's a tough bastard, He's all right? He's on
1: the edge, sir. I'm telling you, he may be psychotic. It's a bunch of psychos.
0: Wow, that's really jaded. I know. All we'd have to do is meet Riggs for uh, a minute and know, okay, this guy's not pretending. <laughs> yeah, why? I'd like to know why anybody would actually pretend to be damaged, especially after your wife was just killed in a car accident. Right. That. I mean that. That's my favorite scene in the movie. And then my next favorite scene is, "Damn it, Cooley!" Once
2: more with feeling on three. One. Letter, ah. Damn it. Cooley.
0: Coolie, no, the <laughs> Okay, just can never get his shit together. Damn it, Cooley! So are they, are they like carolers in the police I don't know, station? but that old that old woman cop reminds me of every school teacher I ever had. That old woman cop is actually in the next film, which is hilarious. If you notice, is she? There's...
2: Just a minute, please. You can't go in there. What? I don't have a pass. What? Nassie your pass? Do you want to see my pass? Yes, I do. Here's
1: my fucking no, that's pass. Not a pass. I got shot in oh, the oh, Okay, Sergeant me, okay? Wells. He's with us. Okay. okay.
0: He's with see? us. Okay. okay. Where'd you get her from? Oh. He's, Leo he's, gets. He's trying to get in the police station to see Riggs and Murtaugh. Or maybe it's the third one. I don't know. I've seen these movies too many times. they all yeah, blend Yeah, I know. In. <laughs> they all blend together. But this is the scene where the, the lady says, basically he's warning the captain he's like the man is
1: suicidal and you're sure of that diagnosis you have no doubts you know that no there are no absolutes in life end of, of discussion it can't we're gonna be wait end. we can't and then if wait if he offs sir. himself then we'll know i was wrong you're making a mistake because if I, you're wrong excuse me huh?
0: bill i want to point out that the male symbol is on the men's room and it looks like it was just stuck on there for the film production have you ever noticed that yeah he's walking into a hallway somewhere <laughs> But Let's pretend this is a bathroom. Well, why wouldn't men be okay? But it looks like they took the male symbol and stuck it on there, too. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Is I it because m- uh, in other parts of the world, other people know what that symbol means? They don't know what that means. That's m- probably, m- m- it's, yeah, you're probably <laughs> exactly right. And then there's uh, Roger talking to the guy, He's like, men in the 80s aren't tough. <laughs> when does the guy from Die Hard come in? It's right after this, right? Yeah, because the guy is talking about... Last night. I cried in bed. How's that? And he goes, were you with the woman? And he goes, I was alone. Why do you think I was crying? Merry Christmas. Yeah. And then the other guy comes in from uh, Agent Johnson, Special Agent Johnson. and he, He's you know, moving on up. He went from uh, detective to uh, fed. He's telling uh, Roger that Amanda would have died in seconds had she not jumped.
2: That's the news on the Hunsaker case, Roger. That was quick. So it was the autopsy. They're not calling it a suicide what surprise
1: surprise first off corner found evidence she used barbiturates hmm. bringing in detector work there were pills all over the place right right that, that that's not the surprise surprise is someone doctored the pills jesus every capsule was loaded with drain cleaner if she hadn't jumped she would have been dead inside 15 minutes in this case stinks
0: mm-hmm. and i was thinking is it really murder she did jump out the window <laughs> but someone poisoned her okay and in this scene, Riz apparently comes in. she she had she didn't have enough coke and pills in her. It was drugged, right? To not realize that she had been poisoned. Right. So she just killed herself instead of dying because from... she was obviously she was a miserable person for some reason. Well, yeah. I mean, even in uh, later on in the film, it, was, it Roger discovers kind of a video, yeah. and just kind of pauses on her face and she's in this weird porno situation and she just looks like dead inside right she does and in this scene right here where Riggs is uh arrives, he's obviously just been transferred and he's just chilling kind of sitting around and then he pulls his gun out for no reason Bill. what is he doing that he scene? was he's he was like cleaning it checking the chamber watching you know just he's doing fidgeting. something that somebody that holds a weapon like that probably would do in a Safe situation, like in, in a police quarters or something. Yeah, I'm thinking that he's just fidgeting around. He doesn't know he what is. Else to do. <laughs> he is. I mean, that's essentially what he's doing. But that's that's a great part where uh, you know uh, Roger's like gone, and you know he runs up to him, and of course uh, uh, Riggs knocks him down. and He goes, "Meet your new partner." I was like,
2: "Rog, meet your new partner." Got a
0: kick in there. It clapped in there, but bow, one of my. Bow, f- bow, bow, bow. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes is next, where their little uh, repartee, where they're talking about Roger's like, I
1: pulled your file. Said you worked in the Phoenix Project in Vietnam. Is that right? Uh-huh. Assassination stuff. It's over, you know. What is? The war. Uh, yes, I know. Uh, just thought I'd remind
0: you. It's like, that's quite a quite a piece of hardware you're carrying. It's like, what do you carry? Smith and Wesson? Yeah, a lot of old-timers carry those. Oh, six-shooter, yeah. Little, It's them getting to know one another. They're feeling each other out. Roger's old school, Martin's new school. And he basically he's saying that everyone thinks he's suicidal, nobody wants to work with him, but they don't explain why they put him with Roger. Is it because Roger's retiring and they don't give a shit? (laughs) Pretty much. I think Roger isn't exactly respected. Why wouldn't they respect Roger? Come on. The because he Slyzer has a daughter Murtaugh. that shows up in a condom commercial. <laughs> <in the third laughs> That's not until know. the next movie, Bill. I and, know. <laughs> and also, in this film, they don't work with any other cops except at the police station. I think this is the last time they're at the police station in the whole movie. Yeah, it is. That's it. They never see another cop. Yeah, they're just, they're on their own. That's the way you work. It's kind of like Blade Runner, how Deckard just gets his assignment and then he's on his own the rest. And he's of off. Him. And he's off getting noodles. Okay, Bill. Best scene ever setting up a bad guy. Ed O'Ross, the great Ed O'Ross that you may know from like Dick Tracy or Another 48 Hours plays a drug dealer buying from, uh, General McAllister and Mr. Yes. Joshua. Now, this scene is really ridiculous. <laughs> but- yeah, it's in, in the general. He's just so, I don't know. There's something about him that I was like, he just doesn't seem right. Like, he's just so... Maybe he's right because he's so sleazy. I think he's supposed to be very... He has no emotion. That's what it is. He cut out okay, emotion yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, and there's just something wrong about him. When the hell did you get him?
1: Psychos or us? I don't think you're funny. I don't think this whole goddamn setup's funny.
0: And if I was going to meet this guy, I wouldn't act like this guy does. He goes, <gasps> You're
1: using mercenaries, for Christ's sake.
0: Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> And you expect me to trust these fucking bozos?
1: My people are loyal, Mister Mendez. They are loyal to me. <laughs> oh, bullshit!
0: Yeah, you would not be calling out a man like this, who who can so deftly wear turtlenecks. Give me your lighter. My, my, my lighter? What 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 do you want my lighter?
2: Your lighter. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Right
0: here. He's like, come on, man. Oh, man. You guys are gone, man. I can't <laughs> believe I just insulted you, man. You know, you guys are out there like fucking Pluto, man. You're gone. I love Mr. Joshua. He burns his arm on a flame to show what a badass he is. Wouldn't it be better if they just burn the other guy? I don't know. I, yeah, would that be um as effective as mentally effective? It's showing I like, right right better not screw with these guys. Sort yeah, of this scene is showing that these guys... They cut pain out of the equation a long time ago, Bill. <laughs> yeah, there's no, no pain. No pain. These guys are robots. What I want to know is obviously J- Mr. Joshua probably gets paid well for his job. How does this guy enjoy himself in his yeah, office? Yeah, I was just going to ask that. Like he seems <laughs> awful. You know, like what does, I think he just goes home and turns off. Like there's a switch on the back of his head, like, uh, C3PO because he's, he's just spooky right there's (laughs) nothing there's nothing going on there it's uh the general is the puppet master i love when he goes are you placing your order and he is like
1: you wish to do business with us yes jesus christ you wish to make a purchase yes
0: oh yeah yes yes jesus christ yes yeah yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ, yes. <laughs> yes, please take my order. I'll like, take double whatever it is. And, and you know what? For your trouble, at 10%. And I love how General McAllister says, Merry Christmas. And the guy's like, Yeah, Merry Christmas. Oh, we forgot when uh Riggs knocks him down. He's like, Meet your new partner. We got our first ever. I'm too old for this shit. Oh, yes. How could we forget that? That's the first one, Bill. The first of many. The first of many. And then, oh my God, we got to talk about the pimp, Tom Atkins in the house. Yeah. I was I was like, hey, look, I knew that guy. Basically, if John Carpenter would have made Lethal Weapon, Tom Atkins would have been Martin Riggs. <laughs> yes, he would have. <laughs> he would have. Totally. That's so funny. Tom Atkins was the leading man for John Carpenter. He was his Christian Bale, his Robert De Niro. <laughs> he was good. And who would have been Murtaugh? It would have been like Donald Pleasance or something, you know? Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be horrific. But, okay, Lethal Weapon made in the 70s starring Tom Atkins and Donald Pleasance. I would see that movie, Bill. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh my god. Now, Tom Atkins worked with Fred Decker in the Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're thinking of, uh, Night of the Creeps.
1: Got good news and bad news, girls. The good news is your dates are here.
0: What's the bad news? They're dead. Okay, Night of the Creeps. Yeah, that was, um, that was 86. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out the Decker-Black connection. <laughs> yeah. Like, because Um, I know that Edo Ross is actually from Pittsburgh, and I was wondering if there was a connection there with Shane Black. Friends getting, you know, stuff like that. If you would think that'd be an exciting time, you're making this, uh, goofy movie with your friend, and all of a sudden he's like the toast of Hollywood, you know? Yeah. This huge movie. And this scene where Tom Atkins, obviously he's not letting on, he's pretending his daughter was a victim of drug abuse and being in porn- drug and he, abuse and evil porn people pimps yeah and he's basically telling roger kill them roger kill them
1: please i know you can do it just find them and kill them mike i'm a police officer i don't give a shit you're a police officer roger i know you're a fucking police officer kill them just kill them wait wait roger Raj, Raj. come on you find
2: him you find him and you
0: kill them you can do that you owe me yeah i owe you and i love that line where riggs is like why is he saying you owe him he goes we served together in 1965
1: uh, the drang valley saved my life took a bayonet in the lungs oh that was likeable yeah i thought
0: so but what's funny is uh, in imdb it mentions this is that he talks about he uh took a bayonet in the lung in the something valley and that battle is the battle that takes place in we were soldiers starring mel gibson there you go. And what it turns out is that uh, later on, Michael Hunsaker talks about that they were working with Air America, which is another Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Amazing how that stuff works out. It is pretty cool. Okay, now I want to talk about... That would have been great is if Tom Atkins was in Air America. I know. It should have been Shane Black pinning it about Air America and Shadow Company. certainly would have been a lot better than it was. I remember for the longest time that Shane Black talked about he wanted to do a movie called Shadow Company. Oh, cool. And that would have been badass. I'd love to read that script. Now, Bill, I want to talk about the suicide jumper scene. Okay. Okay. All right. I want to start off with... This was the go-to advertising scene. It's like I said, it was on HBO. You know how they would do those little interstitials between movies? Mm-hmm. It was always on in the, in the late 80s, around 87, 80, you know, 88, uh-huh. constantly. This is funny, is I didn't know this for a long time, but IMDb, I saw it. A lot of people debated that the Suicide Jumper was Johnny the Boy from Mad Max. They were like, that's him! That's him! He goes uncredited! But if you look in the credits, they credit the guy, and it's a different guy. I can see that it's not the same actor, but a lot of people are like, that's Johnny the Boy from Mad Max. It's not. No, I could tell that. But I do want to say this, though. This guy is the worst actor besides Huey Lewis and Die Hard. (laughs) (laughs) This guy is a terrible actor, Bill. Yeah, he's bad. If we thought that opening scene with Danny Glover was bad, this is worse. This is bad. Merry Christmas. (laughs) me
1: alone! Please leave me alone! Leave me alone! Why are you doing this? None of your goddamn business!
0: Fair enough. I didn't think that opening scene with Danny Glover was bad. How Damn dare we. you! <laughs> okay, I'm just stating my own opinion. <laughs> the world is just there for Roger Murtaugh to interact with. And to partake around. in? He's like in a video game kind of feeling I'm around. I'm gonna take my bacon off of these girls coming up the steps. Press X to take bacon. Hey,
2: Oh, it's mine
0: now. Yeah, it's like uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. You're just yeah. playing as Murtaub <laughs> uh, You're I'm in the family to. house. You have taken the bacon achievement unlocked. Now, would you think that Riggs would empathize with this guy more that he's yes. contemplating suicide and he's suicidal? But he's uh, like, initially, yes. But, but the, the guys, you have to think about Riggs in his own head. I'm, I'm
1: just gonna come out there.
0: Okay. Oh, no, no,
1: oh, don't you. You touch me, I'm gonna jump. Okay. Stay there. Take Dude, it come easy. On, I'm for for sake, Take it easy. I don't like this any better than you do. I'm scared too, okay? Stand right, Tommy. I mean, this car up. This makes me dizzy. All right. Just give me a chance to calm down. I just
0: want to talk to you, okay? I just want to talk. I am. I'm too old for this shit. Basically, like I deal with this on my own level. I am not going to sympathize with some other dumb shit who should just put the bullet in his head. And my favorite part is like, okay, now, come on. So
1: don't. don't Come near me! Come on, give me a break. Well, you guy, my boss is down there and he's watching me. saying, so I've got to make it look at least like I'm trying to save you,
0: okay? And honestly, he was in the right. I mean, they've got that massive pillow. Where does the guy think he's going to go? Right. There's a massive air pillow down below. If he does jump, he's not going to die. Well, that's what's funny about this scene is the audience doesn't know that air pillow thing is down there yet. Yeah. We yeah. don't know until they hit it. So when... The part where they jump... I remember watching this for the first time thinking, this isn't really happening. This can't be happening. Yeah, you totally get sucked into it. You're like, there's no way they're really jumping. But then it shows the air pillow thing at the bottom, and then it's just like, oh, Now, see, I wish I could have experienced it like that, but because it was shown so many times... Oh, you knew what was going to happen. I knew there was an air pillow there when the movie came along, so I'm just like, this is not you know useful for me this is doing nothing except showcasing that martin riggs is crazy enough to tell this guy let's jump you know what i love most about this scene also is when he's like uh screw you man i'm jumping
1: he's like do you really want to jump do you wanna well then that's fine with me come on let's do it asshole let's do, do, it? I wanna do it i want to do, do it i want to do it do you,
0: mean? do you want me to ruin this scene for you forever though yes i don't know if you've ever noticed this When they're starting to jump off in slow motion, have you ever noticed this? That it's the stunt people? The handcuffs break, and they come loose. I've never noticed that. Right as they're slow-mo jumping off the ledge, the handcuffs immediately come apart. They break apart, and then the two guys just hold hands as they jump. They hold hands? They kind of like, they're uh, improvising, like the handcuffs came loose, so they grab their hands real quick as they jump. And Aww, then, of course, when they land, adorable. Mel Gibson and the other actor are handcuffed again. So, oh. So I just ruined that scene forever for you, sorry. That, now I have to put it on and look at that. That's too funny. Yep, handcuffs immediately break. I have never, ever noticed that. Nice catch. This is a great scene, too, when uh Murtaugh's super pissed off at Riggs for this. And he's like, do you want to die? You really are crazy. Oh, what do you want to hear,
1: man? Do you want to hear that sometimes I think about eating a bullet? Huh? Well, I do. I do. I even got a special one for the occasion with a hollow point. Look, make sure it blows the back of my goddamn head out. Do the job right. Every single day I wake up and I think of a reason not to do it. Every single day.
0: And I swear some of uh, Mel Gibson's uh, Aussie comes out. In this. Oh, it does. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely does. He even has a hollow tip so he can blow up the back of his head. But this is a good scene. This is a really it's good a, scene. It's a great scene. He's talking about the one reason he doesn't do it.
1: You know why I don't do it? This is going to make you laugh. You know why I don't do it? The job. Doing the job. Now, that's the reason.
0: He enjoys this work, right? <laughs> it's the only thing keeping him alive. The only thing that keep me going is this mullet I have. I don't know, man. Is that a mullet or is that just like a helmet? I don't That's, know. That I is because it's lo, it's long on top and long in back. It's. I mean, it's, if it's cut around the ears, then I'd say it's a mullet. It is okay. a mullet. It's like a it shaggy is, mullet. It's a shaggy mullet. There it's you like go. It's like an '80s rocker kind of uh, like really his hair, hair band. It's, it's hair. basically party all over. Yeah, but that scene where it looks like Riggs is about to blow his brains out with. Why does Murtaugh go? Take my gun. Don't nibble on the barrel. Pull a trigger. Go ahead, pal. Be my guest. Go ahead if you're
1: serious. You shouldn't tempt me, man. Put it in your mouth. Bullet might go
0: through your, your ear and not kill you. Yeah, under the chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under under the chin. The chin. What? Wait a second. His bullet won't fit in his gun. <laughs> Why does he tell him to blow his own brains out? Well, probably because he's just exasperated. Like, let's just end it right now, please. I can't deal with this sh- and shit until I retire. But I, I say this line all the time, and I say it to Heather as, I'm hungry.
1: I'm going to go and get
0: something. <laughs> <laughs> Riggs says it. <laughs> and then, uh Roger, he's on a cell phone. Look at that no, cell well, phone. In no, me. that's not a cell phone. What the? That's that, a that's landline. A, that's a briefcase. <laughs> that's a, I, and I remember those. Those came before those brick phones. I mean, that's, it's, my dad had one and like I a, was fascinated by it. It looks like a car battery is in that thing. It, <laughs> it is a car battery. <laughs> You're like lugging around a suitcase with a car battery in it. In and a you can only get, get one call out of it. <laughs> really? I just remember <laughs> it didn't last long at all. Wow, look at that technology, man. Like How much maybe it... 20, 30 minutes you always had to have it plugged into the car. Like there were some of those that like actually had they were directly wired into the car yeah. wire. I remember the the first thing I knew about like phones were like limos. Wow, that limo has a phone in it. Yeah, yeah. and then you're like do they have to plug it in somewhere? I yeah. Don't get it connected just, to a briefcase <laughs> it's so far beyond our comprehension at that point in time mm-hmm. funny like this and is, that he has to make also, the call out of his car like he gets out of the car goes to the overpass sets the phone up on next to the gate and then makes the call right and if we want to talk about 80s when the part when uh murtaugh is talking to you tom atkins in the bank the whole time they're in a bank uh, yeah. If you look in the background, uh, Riggs is smoking a cigarette in the bank. Yes. Not <laughs> a like, problem. This is the 80s. You could smoke in banks. Yep. Secondhand smoke, pshaw. The part where they're in the car and, you know, after Roger's done talking to the therapist again, saying, that, oh, yeah, this guy's nuts. You know, he just lost his wife. You never see Roger saying, I'm very sorry about your wife or anything. He never no. really acknowledges that. Roger doesn't give a shit. <laughs> roger's an asshole he's just worried about right now having a scratch on him before he retires that's all he cares about is stealing bacon bacon. funny though bill that this basically this whole thing of i'm going to retire soon i need to live until my retirement has been so like played upon after this like in movies and stuff like it's it's funny how responsible shane black is a lot for a lot of uh the yeah, buddy cop uh, the buddy cop yeah thing. it's two days yeah, from retirement what does he say i you know i was driving before you were itching your daddy's pants and then the part where uh race goes i didn't know that you think he's talking about an itch in his daddy's pants but he's like it's your birthday happy birthday yeah. to you you know I, they, I think he's talking about how itchy he is <laughs> i didn't know you're so itchy i'm sorry happy birthday for yesterday yeah and then they go to this house okay where why do they go to this house do you know bill there's you remember they're at the gun range, and they haven't just been at the gun range yet. it through, like this, this is like really strange that we've got all this stuff going on, and maybe uh somebody was in the room with Sacker Yeah, or... they, they haven't done that scene yet, though. Oh, this is right after the jumper. They get something to eat. He talks to the therapist, and they go straight to this house in the hills. I've seen this place on lifestyles of the rich and shameless. Oh, this scene. Is this the pimp? Yes. This is the... Amanda hungers pimp. pimp. And they're going 'cause Because now they're looking for her murder. Okay, yes. Yes, you're right. So they go up here and there's these two chicks bagging coke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, "Hi, hey, oh. boys, come on in. Coke and boobs. Yeah, that's uh, okay. And then the guy just starts opening fire on them. I swear that one chick looks like Joan Severance, too, in that scene. Oh, Joan Severance. I don't think it is her, though, but... It probably isn't, but let me dream. <laughs> Joan Severance in the 80s. Hot damn. And this scene, you know, they shoot the guy, and uh, he's Falls got a in gun. in the pool. He's got a gun, and he goes into a no pool. Whoopsie, there's plastic around him. We better get in there and get that plastic off of him. The problem I've always had with this scene is just push him up out of the water first. Don't worry about the plastic. Just get him up out of the water, you know. Yes, but he's shot. Yeah, he's going to die anyway. He's going to die anyways. Let him, you know, die fresh. Yeah, Riggs shoots him twice, doesn't he? Yeah. In the chest. That dude is dead, Right to the chest. Yeah, exactly. Center mass. They did him a favor, Bill, letting him die, right? Yeah. I mean, they're not gonna save him. I mean, they're gonna, you know, that's the shoot first, ask questions later philosophy they, they got going on there. Shoot him in the knees. I mean, it's, it's established that, that Riggs is an incredible shot. You know, if you wanted to shoot the gun out of his hand, shoot the gun out of his hand. You don't need to put two in his chest. Roger says,
1: you haven't met anybody you didn't kill.
0: And I was like, he hasn't killed anybody up until now, but he did kill. I guess those guys at the tree lot, a couple yeah. of those guys, and he killed well, the... Wait a second. Did he kill them, or did the guy with the shotgun kill them? Yeah, the guy with the shotgun killed one of them. Okay. And then Riggs shot him. Maybe he's just talking about what he's heard about the previous day or something. I don't know. It's possible. But... They're just kind of establishing that Riggs is, um, you know... a. A black cloud. Yeah, he's had a few shootings recently and uh He shoot he shot a you know a guy that was shooting up a school. Yeah he shot he shot a sniper. But technically he doesn't kill everyone he meets. No, I think because Murtaugh's still alive. (laughs) Yeah. Well I haven't
1: killed you yet. Don't do me no
0: favors. Oh, Bill, Alka-Seltzer commercial. Alka-Seltzer to the rescue. Hey, 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 whoa, whoa. You reminded me. That scene in Murtaugh's office, when the guy's talking to him about crying, he has a packet of Alka-Seltzer in his hand. Uh-huh. Because I was like, is he going to use that, or is he just going to hold it? Yeah. So there you go. That's the second Al- Alka-Seltzer placement. Ah, so they're pretty sneaky with that. It's not, it's overly blatant when it fills the whole movie screen, I guess. Well, yeah, well, I guess they needed, alka also probably was like, well, if we're going to pay for this, we would like the commercial in it. Yeah. Well, I I always was like, why didn't they use the, oh, that's a spicy meatball, you know, that sort of thing. That scene at the pool, Riggs kept Roger from being shot, because the guy did pull the gun on Roger, and he was about to shoot him, so... So now Roger, is he's kind of liking him. You know, he even says, thanks for saving my life. I'm so close to retirement. Thank you. Look,
2: uh, I'm sorry about all that shit I said out there. You saved my life. Thank you.
1: I'll bet that hurt to say.
0: You'll never know. And he's like, well, I bet that hurt to say. I'm doing my uh, Riggs impression there. and uh, I believed it. I thought that was, yeah. Was he close. gets to meet Roger's family, huh? Yeah.
2: Hello, baby. Hi,
1: Roger. I want you to meet...
2: I'd like to meet um, Daddy's partner, Martin. Uh,
1: Martin Riggs. Hi, how are you? Uh, this is my wife, Trish. Here's my new nature. partner, Martin Riggs. I'm Martin's going to
0: join us for dinner. I want to know this, Bill. What the hell are they eating for dessert? That tart thing? Mr. Riggs would you like that tart?
1: Thank you. Yeah. Call me
0: Martin.
1: Martin. Uh, Mr. Riggs. Sit down.
0: What is that, Bill? I don't, like a, like a, like an, I don't know what it is. What is it? It's like a, like an apple tart or something? Yeah. I, I've tried to look many times watching this movie because, you know, we've seen it a million times. Like, saw it in the theater, saw it on VHS, then saw it on cable repeatedly. In fact, probably watched it repeatedly, it's recording from cable. <laughs> Care for a tart? Like what kind of tart? Yeah, what is he talking about?
2: This is a brown stick house. <laughs> it's not uh, a house of brown roof like substance. Roger, uh, you're being an asshole. I try not to be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How can he treat I- Darlene Love like that, Bill? You know what, though, that's per- that's a perfect uh, example of like the opening scene. Like you mean he was? Why didn't she call him out for being an asshole in that scene earlier? The way he talks things through. You're right. I think what we're witnessing is how Danny Glover flirts with women. He just acts really strange. Maybe he's just horribly uncomfortable around his own family. (laughs) (laughs) Like like he's just—he's never there, and he just doesn't know how to treat them. That think about it, Murtaugh is actually died a long time ago he's been replaced with an android well maybe it's kind of like you know paul is dead the beatles they just kind of found somebody who looked like him and threw him back in there no one notices but there's just something off what about this alien imposter that's what it is Uh uh-huh that's what the lethal weapon 5 is going to be but okay most uncomfortable scene in the movie
2: (laughs) my name is Oh. Nicholas. Come on. It was
0: really good. Is that the problem? <laughs> okay, most uncomfortable scene ever, Bill? Possibly. No, the worst is when Danny Glover starts it was-
2: I'm gonna find a father because my name is Roger, and I
0: need to be Roger and a Roger and a Huda Hana. You need some help. But I've got no rhythm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You need yeah. some help. Yeah. Well, that kid needs help. And the scene on the boat where they're debating their—this is the first time they're finally talking about their case, Bill. <laughs> yeah. This is. This is. But it's also the scene where they finally—the ice breaks. This is the mm-hmm. icebreaker. This well, is where they're starting to feel one another out and get an idea of one another. And we also find out that Murtaugh's terrible with boats. I don't get it. What's the matter with you? What? Why is there a problem?
1: There's no problem. You got one dead girl, one dead guy. The dead guy kills the dead girl. We kill the dead guy because he wants us to be a dead guy. This is pretty easy to me. It's pretty easy for you to say.
0: Yeah, well, Roger, Roger's saying the case is over. Basically, the, the pimp, Sugar Daddy, killed Amanda because she saw too much or, Whatever, she she's dead, and you know Riggs is like.
1: It's, I'm sorry, it's just a little too easy, you know. It's just too neat. I can't swallow it. Of course it's neat. What's wrong with neat? I like neat. <clears throat> but I need you. Ain't simple.
0: And then yeah. he starts flipping switches on the boat.
1: Ship! Oh, Ship! You okay? Watch out! Uh, what about you guys? Yeah. What you doing? Where's my man? Okay, man. Okay. Is this what you're looking for, Captain?
0: You asshole! And then yes, w- and this is this is where they they decide that maybe they should talk to Dixie, right? And of course, we have to have the scene with Rhiannon talking about smoking pot in the house and how pot should be legal. And we now see that Riggs agrees that pot should be legal here, Bill.
2: Why can I have a beer and I can't smoke a joint? It's not coke, you know.
0: Oh, okay. I'll tell you why. Because now, at this moment,
2: beer is legal. Grass ain't. Right or wrong? It's wrong.
0: Right. Right. Uh, this is where the creepy vibe starts between rianne and, and Riggs. Yeah, well, they're also at the dinner table. She kept just staring at him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we've, uh, I think whenever uh, Riggs is offered a tart, they're actually offering Rhian. She's the tart. <laughs> is it like a tart? He's like, I've never seen this dessert anywhere before. Where did you get this? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it's, it's one daughter. of those, like, bimbo type of the, you yes, know, they have exactly. the Mexican She's... desserts. Oh, okay. You know that brand? <laughs> yes, I do. Kind of like that, uh, what's the, uh, the, the, the Mexican hot chocolate, Abuelita? You know, she says she wants to go out with this guy, the one with the dimples. He, the yes. Piece, I could see through his face when he smiles or something like that. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. Because dimples, talking. you know, it's not the fact that he's white, it's the fact that he has dimples. Right. And of that's, course, that's the bad thing. It's weird that they would even mention this character we'll never see. Or is it maybe that means something yes. later, Bill? Oh, yeah, foreshadowing. <laughs> and uh, that's a funny scene where he Goes well. I've learned a lot about you tonight. You don't know a lot about boats. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Your wife doesn't know how to cook, but you got a nice family or whatever. But one of my favorite lines ever, Bill. You know, he basically tells him the only thing he's ever done right is kill dudes. Basically like he's good at it
1: when i was 19 i did a guy in laos from a thousand yards out a rifle shot in high wind maybe eight or even 10 guys in the world could have made that shot
0: it's the only thing i was ever good at is the yep. only thing he was ever good at. I think we quote that line anytime we play a Battlefield-type game. So, basically, we know that Riggs, hey, he's really good at killing people. <laughs> yeah, and he should be proud of that. He's a really good shot. Expert marksman. Doesn't he know he could go to those competitions and stuff and, like, get some accolades? There you go. Yeah, he could be one of those, you know, super shooters. Before they go visit Dixie though, Bill, you know where they need to go? The gun range. <laughs> mm, yes. Now this is now we're getting into the let's work it through scene. Is this in the director's cut, is this where he goes to pick up the prostitute? Yeah, it is. That like, night. That night, yeah. I can understand why this scene is cut, because it's really weird how basically Riggs goes in the rain, he's driving looking for somebody and he picks up a prostitute. How old are you?
1: Twenty two. Oh, why you like
0: him younger and he's like how old are you and she's like uh, does it matter and he goes Yeah, under the better how old are you 16 100 bucks what do you have in mind And that's really creepy when he says that am I right I thought this scene was quite effective because he just left this familial situation uh, he's feeling a little extra lonely. I've always thought whenever he said the younger, the better, he was talking more in a maturity sense, because then whenever he finally does get to the, they're watching the Three Stooges.
1: Well, I want you to come home and watch television with me. That's all? Yeah. Yeah. Three Stooges are on in about 20 minutes, you know.
0: Are you serious? Sure I'm serious. See that—that's the punchline to the scene. But uh, before that, initially, yes, creepy. You're like, holy shit, he's picking up a young prostitute. This rig just took a weird turn here, right? Yeah, and that's probably why they cut it. But it's one of those scenes that I always loved because it showcases just how desperately lonely he is. Yeah, and he—he says the three Stooges are on in 20 minutes. (laughs) This is before DVRs, Bill, but they did have VCRs. They had VCRs, but they were really shitty. (laughs) Yeah. So no basically, one, For some reason, no one could actually set them to record anything. But, but also, I would say this. They don't ever show them watching the Three Stooges, so I could say this. Like, even though he says that, that could be code for he's really going to bang her, too. Yeah. So, He's going to have. Well, why sex not? With if you're taking her back, why don't watch the Three Stooges and get you but know? He, get a but little he sum. just asked for her to be 16 to be young, so it's just. I can see why they were like, you know what? Let's just cut the scene. People this might is, think that we're Riggs trying is, to build sympathy for the character, not make him look like a creep. Yeah, we don't want him. uh People thinking he might possibly have sex with a 16 year old prostitute. I think we should mm-hmm. cut that out. <laughs> yeah, that's you're probably right. Looking at the Amanda Hunsacker like yearbook. And then the uh the video of it's not really a dirty porn. When you say it's very easily cable. Yeah, it type. looks like the sort of thing that uh some creepy rich guy would pay for. Like I just want to see a bunch of uh a bunch of girl you know, girls girls taking a shower together. Yeah. Yeah. I always it would be really awkward if Trish came downstairs right now while he was watching that. To you. Roger, what are you doing? You know I like to watch these with you. What are you doing? Danny Glover's look on his face is, uh, you know, he's not like titillated by this at all. He's like disturbed by it. Cause this girl yeah. was used and abused and now she's dead. He probably never met the daughter, but you know, he, he personally knows the father and he's probably, you would have to think that he's thinking of his own daughter. Yeah. Thinking of Rianne. I mean, class of 83. She's like out of high school. What? This is 87. Four years. Yeah. Yeah. My God. The world eats them up, you know, and spits them out. And he owns a Mitsubishi TV, Bill. You know what? Those were the best in the 80s, the Mitsubishi Tubes.
1: Mitsubishi Big Screen. We have them all.
0: Mitsubishi all-glass lenses, ultimate quality. Mitsubishi, unequaled in high-tech performance, 40-inch to 60-inch. Buy it today, see it tonight. No money
1: down, at least two years to pay. Free delivery, Portland to Longview. A lot of Portland stores sell great furniture. We simply sell it for less
0: those were the the high end all right bill i'm going to give you a trivia question here what is the name of murtaugh the murtaugh family's cat Uh, Mm. stinky think of where they live i don't i you know what it's totally slipping my mind get get out of here for Burbank. Holy shit. You're right. <laughs> Burbank. I don't know why that never clicked with me. And when you say it, it, I totally see it, but I just don't. Cause the next reason, scene, it opens up with Roger asleep and the cat's like right on his chest in his face. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, and that happens. It's so funny. Cause that anybody that owns a cat knows that happens. Yeah. Yes. That is, that is just quintessential cat behavior like i'm just gonna lay here that. until <laughs> you wake up and feed me webster does the same except webster barks in my face <laughs> that's pets in general so when they go to the uh the gun range to talk about the case and they're basically saying okay what if amanda wasn't alone she was in bed with somebody
1: someone was in bed with the man that the night she right up till now we assume
0: and I always, I laugh at this now when I noticed it is that Riggs goes, okay.
1: Okay, suppose it was Dixie. Okay, disgusting, but okay.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Riggs is totally thinks that lesbians are disgusting. He's one of those dudes, you know? Yeah, that, it's just really, it's such an offhanded comment that it's like, wait, two women together are beautiful. Why do you think that's disgusting? Well, Raj, I don't know if uh, you've read the Holy Bible or not, but it says that... uh, And like, oh my God, Riggs is totally one of those people. (laughs) Yeah, he picks up 16-year-old prostitutes. Yeah, he's such a conundrum, man. This whole scene is hilarious because it shows, of course, we know that uh, Riggs is a badass. And he's shooting. He's like, what, do you sleep with that thing under the pillow? And then he does that da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da.
1: Okay, step aside, old man. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Have yeah. a nice day. But we also see that uh, Roger is a really good shot if he fires one shot. One shot. Yeah. But that he can calm himself and get that shit in line. And- Ooh, cinema. Cinema. <laughs> what I figured out is that Murtaugh would be pretty good in The Walking Dead. He could get those headshots in. But he would have to holster his weapon after each shot and crack his neck again, and then he'd do it again. Cinema. Then he'd have to put it back and holster it. That's that's the uh, about the only way that can happen. They're they're discussing the Dixie thing and they're like, This is really thin. They're like, So
1: she grabs the nearest flat foot she can find and she says, Officer, officer,
0: I saw the whole thing. Right.
1: Right.
2: That's pretty thin. That's
0: very thin.
1: Uh, what the hell? Thin's in my middle name.
0: It should be with your wife's cooking. Yes, there you go. What? Nothing. Comments Beautiful. like that it's will not get you invited good. over for Christmas dinner.
1: My luck's changing for the better every day.
0: But uh, our favorite scene, you know, they. You're gonna bust Dixie. Shh. It's okay. Oh, don't, don't go, go. Now we're just gonna go have breakfast. You're gonna bust that's <laughs> <laughs> so disturbing but I'm gonna ask you this: Are these child actors? Are they good actors, Bill? No, they're awful. <laughs> they are terrible. They're so bad, they're and they're, they've got to be like the kids of people on set. I would love to look that up and see who those kids are. Yeah, like okay, that's Danny Glover's nephew and yeah. the prop guy's son. And uh, this is the grips. Uh, what little boy? are the sunglasses that Riggs is wearing in the scene when they arrive? Yeah. He never wears them again, but it's this weird scene, these goofy-ass glasses, and then the house blows up and all that. And okay, we already just we determined that Riggs doesn't like gays. When Roger's trying to pat the flames out on him, Bill.
2: are you do You so
0: so we know. Yeah, another we, offhanded comment that's just incredibly alienating. Yeah, it's like, first of all, would you joke around like that if you were the, like 12 feet from a bomb that just went off? A house blew up and. Would you joke around about that at all? I mean, yeah. that's, uh, let's forget the fact that the house just blew up and someone's trying to put a fire out. What like, are you, fo- it's just, it's, maybe it's, I don't know, the more progressive. Era that we live in, or just the the fact that we care about people's feelings more. I don't know, but it's that's just, just, it's one of those things that it, the moment you mentioned it to me and I watched it, I like cringe, like, oh, yeah, I, I do too now. Like when I was in high school, dude, you heard that word like every day, you know, yeah. in the hallway, people calling each other. It's funny and watching I know it. know in now. the UK, it's cigarette or, you know, yeah. it's fine, but what you hear Cigarette. cigarette? It just sounds very, very vulgar to me now. Yeah, it, it does. And we all, Riggs is way into mercury switches, (laughs) Bill. Oh yeah, he knows this shit. Oh,
1: this is artwork. This is goddamn artwork. Well, I'm glad you like it. No, you don't get it. This is real pro stuff. I haven't seen anything like this since the war. Come come again, come on. The CIA, they used to hire mercs to use the exact same setup. Mercury switches. Kaflui, that's hippie Gosh. shit.
0: This is artwork, Raj. I'm glad you appreciate it. No, you don't understand, man. This is special forces. This is stuff that I would have used. Now, okay, most painful scene in the movie for me whenever I watch it is uh, Roger trying to talk to the little kids. It was pain. It yeah, was what pain. is it pain? I was always pain. like, did he pain. say is it was pain. Pain? it was pain? Paint it was... Tattoo? Paint? Tattoo. There's no way I would have ever figured out he was talking about a tattoo. No. In, <laughs> in what world is paint... I mean, ink. It was... I, I, I would go along with that, but paint? I want to know what 3D movie that one kid had just seen. <laughs> Friday the 13th 3D, maybe? Something like that? Uh, you know, it's kind of like those HD vision glasses they sell on TV with the... <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him your name, Alfred. My name is Detective murtaugh What's yours?
2: Don't tell him your name. Don't tell me your name was gonna put you in jail. And you won't see your mom. No, 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 it's alright. I'm not gonna put you in jail. Come on, what's your name? No. Don't tell me your name, Alfred!
0: Alfred!
2: Oh, this is this is Alfred! Hey, meet Alfred! This is Alfred! Alfred
0: hi! Does crack me up, but he goes. I bet you like go bots. <laughs> psy my favorite I love Psycho. Did you just get back from Battle of the Rock Lords? <laughs> yeah, it was 3D, Mr. Officer <laughs> The movie is almost
1: here Gobots, Battle of the Rock Lords
2: You asked
1: for it On the big screen, you will meet heroic Boulder, evil Magmar, the gnarly, and a cast of fantastic new rock lords. This is one battle I do not intend to lose. GoBots: Battle of the Rock Lords, the movie from Clubhouse Pictures, rated G, coming soon to a theater near you.
0: (laughs) Battle of the Rock Lords. (laughs) Great, Roger. Put it. Have we ever figured out what the challenge was of the GoBots? Psy uh, kill. What did he look like? Was he black? Mm-mm. Was he white? Mm-hmm. Did he have black hair? Mm-mm. Blonde? Mm-hmm. God, just uh, <laughs> see, tell us what he is. I like when uh, Riggs kind of walks over and turns where his arm faces him properly yes. for the scene.
2: It was pain.
0: It was what?
2: It was pain. Wait, what? It was pain.
0: <laughs> I, what, what is he saying? I, have I don't know. No idea what the hell you're saying, kid. It was pain. Take okay. the cotton balls out of my mouth. <laughs> what are you saying, <laughs> you, kid? You think you're Marlon Brando. <laughs> Give this kid a friggin' pencil and write the word down. To- <laughs> Can somebody get a speech pathologist over here? P-A-Y-N. What is it? Pain. It was pain? pain?
2: It was pain.
0: Pain? Paint.
2: Paint. I don't Paint. But Paint. painted. Mm-hmm. Painted. Uh, tattoo. Tattoo. Uh, like like Popeye. Like
0: Popeye. A tattoo like Pope. Oh, not like Popeye. It was bad. That's a special forces tattoo, Rod. And <laughs> 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 all of a sudden he's turning into Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like Popeye. Tattoo? No. No, like a, uh, like damn, right there. That guy right in front of me has the same exact tattoo. What a coinky-dink! Roger's a special forces tattoo. <laughs> Mercury switches. Special forces tattoos. Pain. Sounded like Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Roger,
1: that's a special forces tattoo.
0: <laughs> so basically, someone hired Dixie. To poison Amanda. Before the cops can talk to her, they blow up her house. Wow, that's some hardcore shit there, man. Hey, we're dealing with serious people here. Mercury switches, Bill. Yeah, this is special forces stuff. You know what the movie really needs at this point? More Tom Atkins. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Please, I, we need the Hunsacker connection made here. How tacky is it for them to assassinate the dude at his daughter's, like, memorial or whatever it is? And this is one of those moments for me that's like, wow, that is the most awesome helicopter ever. That it can literally approach the house without any sound. Yeah, basically, it flies on ocean level it just appears yeah uh, yet yet Riggs is looking (laughs) out at the ocean this i I like this scene where tom atkins really tells him michael hunsacker tells him that what he's really doing
1: i ended up working with a group called air america cia front they secretly ran the entire war out of laos I was with a special unit called Shadow Company. Mercs trained killers. When Charlie was bringing in heroin to finance the VC government, Shadow Company went in. We burned the whole thing down. We killed everybody. We also formed a plan. Keep talking. A couple of years ago, Shadow Company got together again. The war was over. But we still had our list of sources in Asia. And? And we've been bringing it in ever since. Bringing in what? Heroin. He works for the bank.
0: He's great at uh, faking tax records and all that. They need him. They can't hurt him. So they killed his daughter. Uh, He wanted out. And he basically says, I have another daughter. You know, he's not going to do anything at this point. But uh, Roger, he says,
1: Not anymore.
0: I'm going to burn it down. And what's sad is Tom Atkins never gets to take that drink yes. of egg dog. I know, man. I'm so. Well, he's just kind of holding it and he's ready to savor that milky, creamy, <laughs> creamy eggness. He's just yes. about to take the. And then oh, Mr. Joshua shows up with his beautiful round sunglasses. There's and... a nice shelf of vinyl in the background in this scene. I don't know if you've ever noticed it. Like, no, I haven't. There's are a they bunch pieces of, of vinyl? There's a bunch of records, bunch of pieces of vinyl, and a turntable <laughs> right there. And there's a cassette deck. Oh, you know those are coming back now. But if you notice in the scene, there's like about 50 half gallons of eggnog <laughs> <like laughs> on a table. Well, he loves eggnog it's like raj i'm going to forget the heroin business i'm in eggnog now i'm in a... you know what raj i'm trying to clog my arteries <laughs> i'll kill myself before they kill me so basically shadow company gets two shipments of heroin a year oh it's party nog also <laughs> oh party nog party. i know if i get any kind of eggnog during christmas it's party nog
1: There's nothing like being at home for the holidays. And nothing makes your holiday more festive than serving Brahms Genuine Eggnog and the delicious holiday flavors of Brahms Real Pumpkin, Peppermint, Rum Raisin, and Eggnog Ice Cream. You'll serve the very best when you serve Brahms Genuine Eggnog. It's one of the nicest things about being at home for the holidays. And you'll find it only at your nearest Brahms Ice Cream and Dairy Stores.
0: Well, that's because it's the best. <laughs> I mean, it's you just can't beat party nog. It has that, that right mixture of viscous disgustingness mixed with rum. Do you ever drink eggnog? I got eggnog just recently. In fact, I took a picture of it on my Instagram because, you know, that's what people do now is they post asinine pictures self-indulgently. And um, it was the real stuff from this dairy up the road from me and i took one drink of it and it's just so like nutmeggy and thick and fattening that i couldn't take it like it's just real eggnog is hardcore you know they say like thanksgiving is a meal eggnog's a meal like you feel ill after drinking like a cup of it i could never really do the eggnog thing especially now it's just I, too much when uh hunsacker gets shot he gets shot right through the eggnog carton so the milk yes. leaks out <laughs> Well, you know what? If he can't have it, no one can. You got off easy, son of a bitch. Yeah, wait, now all of a sudden he's insulting this man that took a took a bullet for him. He got involved in something that he he, basically he couldn't avoid. And he's all of a sudden calling him a son of a bitch. Screw you, Murtaugh. You high and mighty It's the guy's final moment alive on this earth and he gets called a son of a bitch. Yeah, really. He really needed that. You're a prick. He could have said, don't worry, I'll protect your younger daughter or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't worry, I'll make sure your daughter doesn't get hurt or your wife. Now, let me ask you this, Bill. The scene where the helicopter flies by and Riggs unloads a clip on it, and then when it's real far away, he's still shooting at it? Yeah. Is he just wasting bullets there? (laughs) Well, I'm sure he knows he's wasting bullets. You know, it's not exactly like bullets are in short supply. He's taking chance to, you know, make a shot, hit something, hit someone, anyone. I just want people to know I'm not being serious. I'm making a joke on IMDb. If you go in the uh, the the message boards, the message boards, like you scroll down to the bottom of it, and then there's questions and threads. People ask inane questions, and one of them is, "Why does Riggs keep firing at the helicopter? He's just wasting bullets." And someone's like, well, you see, he's a, it's a way for the film to show you that he's a badass and he doesn't quit. Drew?
1: I haven't even started.
0: Well, you know, it's kind of like when um, Johnny Utah can't pull the trigger on, uh, (laughs) he just fires in the air. Yeah, on page, he just fires in the air. When I was a kid and they show, or 16 or whatever, when they show rigs firing at that helicopter, like unloading, I thought it was completely badass. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's badass. Just, just unload it. I wanted this in movies all the time where dude just empty clips and shit, you know, not just Honestly, one, two shots. Let's just talk about the fact that he's got this badass gun. And he's fired. Who wouldn't want to do that? Would you not want to go to a gun range just to try that one time? Just unload as quick as you can. Yeah. In fact, next time I come down there, you, Steven, and I, because Steven's the gun nut. <laughs> gun range. Cheating. Let's just be, we'll be rigs. We'll fire at helicopters. <laughs> A rescue helicopter has crashed in high Yeah, he's wind. a badass. Let him, you know, it's like you said. He's well, there, also, Martha says, are you done? I, you know, I, just, I wanted to bring this up, too, Bill. But they've established in the film that Riggs can shoot a dude from 1,000 yards. Yes, but with a rifle. But when he's shooting at that helicopter, I know in my head, he's hitting that helicopter. I know he is. It's not doing any damage, but he's that good a shot. Well, yeah, it's a nine millimeter. It's not going to do anything. I still go. On. Well, I, yeah, I I believe that he can hit that. Like he's I bet Riggs. he can. But next we have the scene where Riggs is uh, talking to a prostitute. Okay. Why are, why is he doing this in this scene? After Hunsacker got killed and all this. Shouldn't they go back to their captain or something? But instead, they go out on the street. He goes, do you know this girl? She was in your line of work. Her name's Dixie. There we know Dixie's dead. Why is he out on the street doing this, Bill? I don't know. This is one of those scenes that um, it just feels like something was cut. Like, it just jumps from someone getting killed to now them out on the the street. street. Yeah, Yeah, I don't get it. Like, maybe it was. I mean, there's a little scene there as the helicopter's flying away and, they say that, you know, uh, Hunsacker's dead, but there's still a problem, you know, all that. I mean, I guess that's what's setting up next, but it just doesn't feel I like wanna know Lowe is right. What could they gain from finding a prostitute who knew Dixie? Maybe ask them like, oh yeah, I know her. Well, this guy hired her. Do you know who that guy is? I don't understand what the point I is. I think that's what it is, is they're yeah. just kind of... They're, they're trying to track the guys down somehow. I mean, they're they're trying to find the connection. Like, who are these guys? If they knew Dixie, if they knew maybe there's a connection, like there, the, the prostitutes. There's a place where you pick up the prostitutes or something. They're grabbing at straws here. And then uh, Mr. Joshua guns down Riggs in this awesome shotgun scene. First of all, he asks the, the prostitute, Hi.
1: Hi. What's a nice Irish girl like you doing out here tonight? <laughs> hey, listen, I'm looking for a guy. Had this girl in his stable. You know this girl?
0: No, I never seen her before.
1: Dixie, she's in your line of work. for
0: sure? But when he gets shot, he's in midair. Then it cuts to Roger reacting and like, Hauling ass over there and then it cuts back to him still falling in slow motion. I think that cut is hilarious because it's like he hangs in the air for a second, shows the car drive off real quick and then and back to him falling. There's a couple of those where it makes you wonder, is that Stuart Baird, the editor or is that Donner? I think Think it's it's just, just like a cool, stylish, thing or something. I have no idea. But. Stylish in the way that Donner really doesn't have a style? Uh, well, he's freezing time there, is I think what okay. it is. Alright. It's a, like a uh, Max payne kind of thing? Yes. It's bullet okay. time. Before he knew what bullet time was, he wasn't... It's like he had it at the tips of his fingers, but he wasn't sure what he was doing. Yes. So it was like an idea, a well, scratch. Well, is of the caught screen. in, like, this death time, and Murtaugh <laughs> is caught in oh real time oh my god time. i just thought of something he actually died in one timeline and that freeze in time they put the vest on him ah it's the observers yeah so now his life has been saved there you go and i like how Riggs is like dead on the ground for a second then he wakes up like. oh i'm pissed roger
1: now i'm pissed
0: and knocked the the breath out of him, so he had to get it back. But the whole thing he goes Ah oh, shit, Roger. What? The guy who shot me.
1: The guy who shot me. Yeah, what about the same albino jackrabbit son of a bitch that did Hunsacker? You sure?
0: I'm sure, man. I never forget an asshole. That's such a great delivery too. Yeah. And I never understood what he was saying for the longest time in the line where he goes And you know something else?
1: What we do this right? We get famous, do shaving ads and shit.
0: And I go, he's doing what? It wasn't until like recently that I could close caption it, or I thought to. Uh huh. And what he's saying is, uh, you know, we bust these guys and all that. We can do shaving ads, like Gillette razor ads.
1: The, the Gillette Attra Plus system with the lubricous smooth strip for the best a man can
0: get. That's what he's saying, but I couldn't understand him for years. Oh. Could you? Have you ever known? Yeah, I never quite understood that. Because we can do shaving ads and shit. How would we He they could do what? And I'd be like,
2: it was pain.
0: <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> what the yes. hell is he saying there? But They really didn't uh, do the ADR or the mics very well on this. Yeah, so what he's saying is... Once they save the day and it's all over, they're going to be doing shaving ads. Yes. He should have said, we'll be doing Gillette razor ads, and then wink at the camera, like, ding, one of our sponsors. (laughs) (laughs) I never leave home without it. And then it's just like, oh, man. then I'm going to take an Alka-Seltzer and head on to Winchell's Donuts. Yes. They could do something like that. Because it's very fatty, I've got to have that Alka-Seltzer cut through it. So now they think Riggs is dead and they're like, Roger think I'm a corpse, we've had the advantage. But then they get a call bill mm-hmm. over to dispatch. And there's uh I guess a shooting and someone's dead in his near his home. Mm-hmm. So he's like
2: Yeah, sure. He's probably blonde with uh big
0: dimples. How'd you, you know? know
1: that, Sarge? Over.
0: Do you think they really How'd descri- the dispatcher know that? How why who would describe, yeah, we got a dead kid here. He's dead kid white oh and he has pits in his face he had god-awful acne i think it's robert davi's son (laughs) yeah does he have (laughs) dimples does he have pits what but it's that scene where he goes he probably has pits in his face how'd you know that sarge it's just like what you know and that also kind of sets up a thing that's used throughout the film series is the the kind of dispatcher dialogue yeah, that's strange. Well, also that uh, Roger barely knows the girls that his <laughs> daughter dates either. Yes. The boys yeah. that his daughter dates, you know. No, I'd like to think it's girls. Yeah, that would be cooler. Riggs would not be into that. That's disgusting. No, that would, that's, a, that's a deal breaker. He'd be like, she's going <laughs> to hell, Rog. <Raj." laughs> she needs to come to my church. <laughs> After the scene, they just made an attempt on Riggs's life. Yes. Yes. They know that the girl that his daughter is dating has been killed. <laughs> the girl that his daughter is dating. Yes. The boy that the daughter is dating that has Pit dimples. Face. Yeah. Why haven't they called the chief? Why haven't they sent other cops out there? Why are well, they? Well, the, you know what? They don't need to. They're, you know, they're lethal weapons. Lethal weapon. They're dynamite psycho nut cops they're they're loners dotty they're rebels they're they're crazy cops they don't need help no they're, they've got this see it says until you're... the last minute that's when they need the help now i didn't notice this till recently either they have a ransom note and the note says your daughter looks pretty good naked yes that's a good way to make a father kind of upset isn't it absolutely i think (laughs) they pushed the right buttons there yeah and you wouldn't put it past any of those guys to actually indulge in that so that's 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 pretty scary that's pretty dark yeah so riggs is pissed because they tried to kill him now they have roger's daughter i like how riggs goes
1: we do this my way you shoot you shoot to kill get as many as you can all you got to do is just not miss. I won't miss. We're going to get bloody on this one, Roger.
0: Well, it's true. They are. But think about that scene in the movie. It's a promise to the audience that we're going to get to see Riggs kill a bunch of bad guys. This is going to be awesome. This is going to rock. It's yeah, going to be awesome. This is, let Let it flow. I just feel sorry for his uh, wife because it doesn't seem like he's telling her anything. (laughs) Oh, she's just upstairs singing Christmas music. (laughs) 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 Christmas, that makes me think immediately of Gremlins. It does. There's a connection. In fact, for some reason, for the longest time, I thought it was uh, a Darlene Love song that opened Lethal Weapon until just recently, whenever. I, it was Jingle Bell Rock, I realized. So it's just, there's this whole strange 80s crossover music thing What's going on. What's funny is because it's Christmas time now and you hear Jingle Bell Rock over and over again, I always think of Lethal Weapon. See, I, for some reason, in my head, I had the Darlene Love song in it, Lethal Weapon because Darlene Love's in it. Mm-hmm. I just, I until that. recently, it didn't, I didn't realize it. They do show that the cop car is circling Roger's house, so I guess the other officers do know. I have my answer there. All right. It just seems that there's, it there are, seems convenient that it's not being addressed. Yeah. Like who, who approved that they then continue with this next scene where they put not only their lives, but the lives of others in danger in the desert right. at the El Mirage Lake? Riggs tells uh, Roger, he goes, you know, they're going to just kill her, right? The only way to get his daughter back is to kill as many of them as they can. To just mm-hmm. go in there, guns blazing, shoot them all. Which uh, is a great video game mentality, I would think, you know? It is, but you can't guarantee that the entire group that runs the Shadow Force people are gonna be there. Yeah. Like, all I mean, in that's just place. like, that's kind of putting the cart before the horse. But that's the way Riggs, you know, goes about it. He likes to just kill as many people as possible. Right? Hey, you got to. As long as they kill everyone there and not the daughter, then they're good. Are you really crazy?
2: are you as good as you say you are?
0: You're going to have to trust me. So then we have this great scene over the desert. I'm thinking this. How nerve-wracking would this drive for probably hours out to the desert be, you know? Yeah. this meeting <laughs> this isn't local but this is a this whole scene is like hey michael came in guys you guys this is your moment just Battle. go nuts over this whole desert establishing scene <laughs> dun, 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 dun. and we have rigs running through the desert that's so awesome he needs a sniping position basically yes he needs to get a nice you know 1000 yards the wind the wind's good if roger would have just gone with them and not put up any fight at all you know it's just like okay here i am they would have just shot his daughter probably in front of him, wouldn't they and just taken absolutely anyway. yeah they basically yeah. did what they had to do there's no way the guys would be reasonable okay your daughter can go we're just taking you can your daughter drive home from here does she have directions or <laughs> yeah does she know her way home from the mojave does you know she visit here regularly? What I remember about the scene is my same friend Walter who uh oh, God. Loud, he was like, You stupid bitch Wow Sit down and stuff like that. You know the part where Rian's like going, ah! ah you know, when Riggs yeah. is shooting everybody? He was very vocal about how annoying she was in the scene. Yes, she is annoying, but I can understand she's why a, she's. She's a child. I can understand why she's freaking out. She's a child surrounded by death. Come but he's on. just like, why didn't she grab a gun of one of the bad guys and start shooting people? It's like, why would she think to do that? She's, she's you know, worthless. <laughs> like she's gonna just pick up a Uzi and go just to unload on the bad guys? Well, it's totally natural. Now, that would be awesome, but it's never going to happen. No, the, she stayed in character. <laughs> Thank God. If she's going to die, she's going to
2: die with me. My way, not yours.
0: I like to see he's got a grenade, Bill. It's a good idea, right? No, that is a good idea, yeah. It should have been a live They grenade. don't want to die. It shouldn't have been a smoker. Well, I think they were all far enough away that the frag maybe, you know, I don't think it would have really killed anybody. Yeah, maybe, like if they uh, go took there. out some carburetors or uh, maybe so, some flesh wounds. The reason they even want them is Mr. Joshua saw them there talking with Hunsacker, and they want to know if they know anything about the shipment that's coming in. Yes. What, what's funny is they don't know anything about it. He didn't. No, tell they're them totally clueless. Yeah. They're trying to figure out why people keep dying. So <laughs> maybe if Shadow Company stops killing people they would back off. Honestly... let's let's kidnap people and kill more people. If they would have just left them alone, uh, Riggs and Murtaugh would have just still been trying to look for them, you know? Yeah, they would have had no idea what's actually going on. They wouldn't have known they were in this uh, nightclub with a bad metal band in the strip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Whatever the hell that is, that weird rock and roll band. I think that's the band that plays uh, Lethal Weapon over the credits. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Lethal. He's got the grenade, and he wants his daughter, and then all the shit happens. And Riggs is killing them all. Good times. Yes, yet they're all captured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all they're get they're captured. Really good attempt. Uh, Not exactly the best execution. You know what I love about Mr. Joshua in the scene, though? Because he's like,
1: Officer oh, Murtaugh! Don't be foolish! Look at the hardware!
0: But if you look at Mr. Joshua, he's wearing a nice sweater, very preppy, uh very well-dressed. Very well-dressed. He looks like he just came from the country club. He's basically the Patrick Bateman of Special Forces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like Huey Lewis on the news? But the scene where they're chasing Rianne and she's in the car trying to drive away. <laughs> yes. Just my friend was getting so upset over that. It, it sounds like your friend has issues. He needs He's, to work definitely through. had a lot of issues. Uh, female issues in general. I remember one of his things that he used to do that would drive us nuts is he would tell you what kind of gun was in the movie. Like, he goes, oh, that's a Sig Sauer something 996. And we'd be like, hey, nobody asked. So he's kind of a psychopath. Well, it'd be like if some steamer like, Oh, yeah, I'm sure he never runs out of bullets. Actually, well, uh, that has a banana clip with about 35 rounds on it. There's no way he's going to oh, run out of Jesus. that Jesus. It's just like, oh, um, okay. Did you ever go, why am I friends with you? <laughs> Eventually, yes. Okay. But I like that scene when uh, Riggs is shooting everybody and Rian just standing there. And he's like, Rian! Yeah,
2: get in the fucking car!
0: Yeah, it's true. It's like, get out it- of here. Well, he was getting upset with her also. You know, don't just stand there and get shot. Riggs is finally about to shoot Mr. Joshua, he's like
1: My stick to get up. That's it,
0: son of a bitch, good night. Jackrabbit, son of a bitch. There's a great scene where they're just walking
1: You're General Peter McAllister, Commander of Shadow Company. Uh, I see we uh, we've heard of each other. Yep. It'll almost be a shame when I nail you. Yeah, I ran into some of those Shadow Company pussies in Saigon in about 69. You did, did you?
0: Oh, yes, after he's uh, uh, discovered by General yes. McAllister. And they're just kind of walking across the desert with his hands over his head. But if he's Special Forces in Shadow Company Special Forces, is Shadow Company not Army Special Forces? Are they another type of... I'm thinking they were like there, but they were a Secret Operation, you know? Okay, so they were like Blackwater. yeah. Riggs is saying he ran into a couple of those pussies, meaning he probably kicked their asses or something. Absolutely. I'm sure he did. Now let's get to the great torture scene, Bill. Go spit. Go spit. But I want to talk about a certain uh guy named Endo. Endo, yes. Everything he's learned about dispensing pain, you and I will never know. Like no, Yeah, yeah. He's, he's what is the long history of it? What does he say? Endo here has forgotten more about dispensing pain than you and I will ever know. All we know is he doesn't feel emotion anymore. <laughs> no, he's an expert in uh, disconnected torture. Right, Mr. Endo. And you will recognize this guy as the candy thief from Die Hard. <laughs> yes, the candy thief. Um, he was in Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, Uh, He was Genghis Khan in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, man. What's this guy's name? Because he's Uh, awesome. Al Leong. Al Leong. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he's been in everything. I mean, he was the quintessential 80s henchman. In fact, there's a documentary about him. Yeah, he's that guy. When you see him, you're like, I know that guy. I've seen him in things. He was the hatchet guy in Big Trouble in Little China. And then Mm -hmm. he was in They Live. And die hard and yeah, action jackson die hard and lethal weapon are things i know mostly from oh was he in action jackson also yeah he was um he was uh the chauffeur for uh delaplane so he yeah. probably knew the huey lewis guy he absolutely knew because <laughs> yeah. he personally Good evening officer what can i do for you that's awesome and he was in lethal weapon four was he really? Yes, he's just a nameless role, like an action, you know, somebody, ah. but he was in it. Well, yeah, you yeah. notice here, Riggs says, Who's the chin? Yes, we that's know non-racist. that Riggs is very racist, yeah, especially towards well, Asian Yeah, people. he's not only racist, but he's, um, he's bigoted. Well, he's just bigoted. Maybe it's because he's in Vietnam, he just doesn't like Asian people. You know what? It's possible, but uh, the guy isn't Vietnamese. Yeah. You know, there's no, don't hold it against him. I know. Riggs has problems with everyone. He so speaks maybe he's excellent his... English, even. He does. He's he's uh, fluent. I like it he's like, you need to tell us what you know about the shipment. He goes, Why don't you
1: guys just call it heroin? It's rather large. The shipment. It would be unfortunate, however, if we showed up to deliver our heroin. And we're surrounded by 50 cops. That would be too bad. Yes, it would be.
0: I like the scene where... They're, <laughs> they're basically electrocuting rigs, torture, shock therapy. But I love rigs in here. He's like, come on, tell me about the shipping. i fucking kill up all of you. It's very
2: funny.
1: I want to know about the shipping.
0: That's very funny. Tell us. And you, you believe it. He's, he's, this he's is gonna what I, kill these guys. I hate in these movies with bad guys whenever they're torturing people and asking them things and the person really doesn't know. They're like, you're lying. It's like, dude, what can I tell you to convince you? Nothing. but This is one of those movies that, that kind of goes against it. It's like, he doesn't know anything. Like, <laughs> you never, no one would ever survive that and not say something. no
2: you know, shit, we're safe. He'd have told us.
1: Nobody can take that.
0: And then, uh, Mr. Josh was like, huh.
1: Badass
0: soldier, huh? Well as a matter of fact, yes he is, cause he's about to escape. <laughs> yeah, he's about to break someone's neck. But that's what I love about the scene right before he busts in. Remember General McCower says,
1: Spare me, son. It's over. There's no more heroes left in the world.
0: Boom! Busts in yep. the room perfect timing am i right yep absolutely he's a hero who got it worse Riggs being electrocuted or murtaugh getting salt shoved into his bullet wound you know what i would have to go with Riggs because i you know salt just burns the electricity i don't like that shit that no 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 i mean as a kid i remember my dad was working on the garage and he had a panel of lights for the garage, but it didn't have the um the what would you call that the faceplates for the light switches, uh-huh. and it was dark. And I reached around the corner to turn it off, and I stuck my finger inside the light switch. Oh, and that that feeling when you get electrocuted, like a direct line, yeah, of voltage. It's not, it's not that a that shit hurts like it's like the worst aching pain. And I can't even imagine like that. Ooh, no. I, I hate seeing people electrocuted. That's, yeah. that's hardcore shit there. That's why the scene is great when, uh, Endo, he says, I love that Riggs breaks his neck with his legs. Uh. No, sorry, I just snapped your neck like a chicken. Something, something horribly racist. <laughs> I guess these creepy General McAllister, he likes to go That's a real
1: good looking young woman you got there, Mr. Murtaugh. Well he just wants to be
0: extra creepy. And then I like uh Roger's like, I'm warning you, don't spare me. There are no heroes left in the world. And Q Riggs I do love when Riggs is busting the room. You know, he's carrying the guy's dead body. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, that's the cherry on top. Olive is like, I know, I'll throw this dead body at somebody. Like, as well, soon as I walk in the room. It'll buy me time, it'll shock the shit out of him. And the first thing he does is he breaks a dude's effing neck. Yes. He's like, snap. That's awesome. Oh, who needs a gun? Yeah. And then Olive, when he grabs the guy's gun and just shoots him, you see the bullet holes just pop out of his back. Like... Shoots him point, Blake. Awesome. Fantastic. That man's a lethal weapon. A lethal weapon. And then I love when Riggs goes, Who's, who's next? McAllister! Who's next? That's awesome. my favorite. That's my favorite. And then Because I will do that all the time when I'm playing something, and I'm getting... <laughs> yeah. go, who's up for next? So all this stuff, they've been tortured, they've been kidnapped, they've just killed people, and then what does Riggs do?
1: Let's do one one shepherd said to the other shepherd
0: Let's get the block out of here He's still making jokes Yes, he's still throwing The one-liners out there There's one blonde bad guy That he shoots And it's funny I know that guy's blonde Just so we will all think That he just shot Mr. Joshua Yes When he's hanging on that chain It's like I always love the squeakiness
2: in? not joshua
0: there's that one bad guy that looks like paul schaefer have you noticed that one bald yes. dude? and he's yes. standing at the bar that guy doesn't even have a second to think about anything when he sees Riggs. he just guns him down yeah, and nobody reacts to the gunshots it's like the music is so loud nobody can hear people getting shot no, well, they're in a L.A. nightclub, and that's just very loud. It's not until the bad guy comes out with an Uzi on the dance floor that everyone starts going, oh, wait a second, maybe we should duck. I think it's torture enough that they were in a uh, nightclub that they really <laughs> didn't have to do the electricity or salt or any of that. Yeah. I love General McAllister's dream and nom. When I get back home, I'm going to open up a nightclub with a bad hair metal band. Yes, <laughs> it's, good. It's, it's a, a dream. C- general called the double douche (laughs) what is the name of that bar they're in i I have no idea i don't think we're ever told the name yeah i need to try to look sometime and see what the bar's name is basically when mr joshua is running away and he's shooting at them he goes to this lady's car he's got a freaking machine gun and the lady's still fighting with him for her car I have a gun and a gigantic bag of grenades. Lady, do you see my machine gun? I don't care. Give me my car bag. I just paid it off. And I love, okay, we all know cops are not supposed to fire with like citizens standing around, but Riggs is just S- shooting in traffic, shit. shooting down the street. You step in front of that bullet, it's your own damn fault. I did always love this chase scene where he's on foot. Yeah, that's great that is great because it's just like wait this guy is insane it's an 80s cop movie you can't have the streets of la without them all being wet you know like all the streets are now wet it always looks like it 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 just rained Uh uh-huh like you don't ever see the rain but it was there at some point yeah you know they hose down all the streets so they look perfect with the light reflecting and everything you be able to get ahead of them. this whole like uh chase scene is just cool it's very well done you have the chase and everything and then that the, i mean a really elaborate sort of bus crash i'd like to know how how much thought went into that i mean i it's well, pretty it's cool funny scene. when uh roger is going back to the club he's you know going behind it they play that david sanborn
1: over the door
0: you know he's just walking around you know yes. rogers just got his wife beater on he's walking he looks like he's a zombie almost doesn't he he's had a rough evening a lot of spitting and uh you know general McCall, he's like
2: kill that cop son of a bitch no way you live no way
0: he even talk acts whenever he's going to shoot someone <laughs> yeah one of my favorite lines from mr joshua is when he goes i'm about to drive you out of here. <laughs> yes yes he all of a sudden he's got a sense of humor out of nowhere where did that come from what happened to the kill mindless robot killing machine yeah i, I wonder how that It really is. It's a change in character. I never thought about that. I think it's supposed to show that he's stressing a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, okay, yeah. Because later on, he's like, it's goddamn Christmas! So I think it's showing that, hey, you guys ruined everything. You ruined my Christmas. You ruined my shipment, my money. I'm no longer going to be able to afford my designer sweaters. Yeah, because when you think about it, okay, Riggs chases him on the freeway, and they're shooting and stuff, but he gets away. Mm -hmm. So Riggs has to run all the way back to find uh, Roger who has just killed General McAllister who's blown up on the the streets like right in front of everybody. As a kid I always wondered was he reaching for the grenades so that he could toss them out of the car or was he reaching for the grenades because he wanted to blow himself up so he wouldn't be caught no he was reaching because he knew the flames were about to hit them and blow him up Okay, see, like, because I was always trying to decide, is he trying to get a grenade so that he can set it off? He's or? trying to get the hell out of there, but he's okay. stuck. He's like, oh! why is he bothering with the grenades? Just get the fuck out of the car. Because he's screwed. Yeah, he's oh, pinned okay. down. All right. I just, that scene always confused me. Like, I just didn't know what he was trying to achieve. I think if he would push the grenades to the other side of the car, he would have had a little bit longer to live. <laughs> Yeah, I just always thought he was just like, okay, well, I get, they're never, you're never gonna take me alive, Coppa! If you want to analyze the scene, the smartest thing about it is that the bus driver decided to go in reverse and back up a few feet. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna back away from this car. Thankfully, my transmission isn't totally shot. I don't want to kill everyone. (laughs) And then when they blow up, they gotta show Roger, like. That and guy then, just totally fried. <laughs> no way you live. I always laugh at the scene where uh, Riggs is running back to him, and, he, and there's a crowd of people. He's got a machine gun, and the cops go to just hold their hands up, like,
1: Gangway! Hold gangway! It, police <laughs> officer! Police officer! Okay, go ahead. All right, go ahead.
0: And he's like, no, it's okay, and he shows his badge, and they're like, go ahead. But it's like, the dude's got a machine gun. At least hold your gun up or something. Yeah, they, hey, man, what do you got, a machine gun? No, go, Nowadays, a he would just be dead. Like, that, no questions asked. Like, oh my god, there's a crazy man with a machine gun. Kill him. Okay, I want to ask you this. Do police have radios where they can all talk to each other? I believe so, yes. When Riggs comes back, he goes, I'm sorry, sue me. He got away. He goes, son of a bitch knows where I live. Immediately radio the cops that are in front of your house. Yes. Maybe they didn't have a car that had a radio in it? <laughs> Or maybe they did radio them and they're like, okay, well, let's just sit here and look out for a susp- suspicious guy. And, Go spit! And then, That's you know. suspicious. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you know, Joshua drives up on me and is he like, hello, good evening, officers. I'm here to, uh, take his family hostage. And he friggin' wastes those cops, Bill. Yes, he does. Guys. Excuse me, sir. May we help you? No, thank you. And they take out the fire hydrant, which would make a lake great atmosphere for a fight later. Man, it would make like the, the, the grass, the yard all wet and it would the light and the mud and the oh man, I can't that's so, that's a good idea. That's a good thing this. he did that. When we first saw the movie, we thought that Roger's family might possibly be home in the scene, right? Yeah. So there is a sense of danger here, not him just entering a empty house. No, yeah, absolutely. We've just seen it so many times that we know nobody's there. Because it's like...
2: Good morning, sir. Tell me, what day is it? What day? Damn Christmas!
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you know, if it's, it's Christmas uh, Christmas Eve, did jo- Mr. Joshua really think that he was home? Or did he just want to mess his house Well, I, no, I think he just wanted to take his family. Just kill them all. Well, I don't know if necessarily kill them all, but like hold them so that he could get the shipment now that they know about it. I don't know. Because there's actually a note that says, Dear bad guys, we're not home or something like that. Yes. Were they just there and they left or had they? No, they knew. I think they, they knew that, uh, if they were going to take his daughter once, maybe he would, they would try for, because that seems to be their MO. Yeah. Just everybody leave. Everybody has has to get out of here. Yeah. Now, okay. When uh, Riggs and Murtaugh show up and they capture Joshua, what takes place is the most ridiculous. I don't understand why this is happening. Okay. They've arrested him. They tell him that General McAllister's dead. All they have to do is take him into custody. But that wouldn't make a good ending to a movie, would it, Bill? No, absolutely not. I mean, maybe they could do a chase through the the suburbs or something. No, this guy needs to pay. And he goes...
1: What do you say, Jack? Would you like a shot at the title? No mind if I do.
0: And now they're fighting on the lawn. Yes. And in the background, there's cops throwing money at, at like somebody collecting <laughs> it on. No, <laughs> no I don't. <know>. <laughs> Riggs. Riggs is crazy <laughs> cop. I'm going for the blonde guy. Yeah. Oh, damn it, Cooley. It's the old, it's the old, old woman cop taking the bets. It, that would have been even better at the end. Like, Riggs and Murtaugh don't shoot Joshua. You just hear a gunshot and he's got shot right between the eyes. He's dead. And they turn and they go, damn it,
1: Cooley.
0: He's the guy who kills him. And then he just kind of shrugs. And then you hear, that three students, That's it. Damn it, Cooley. (laughs) No, instead we get a fight. Yeah, we get a fight. This is one of those fights, though, that it's... I don't remember if it was in the commentary or what. They went through a ton of trouble for this fight. They brought in three different trainers Mm -hmm. to show how lethal Riggs is. Like They used a capoeira trainer... A jailhouse rock trainer. Yeah, I remember that was a big thing. It's this form of martial arts called jailhouse rock. Yeah. In prison, they. Yeah. And they used a jujitsu guy and they shot, this thing took like four nights from, from dawn to dusk. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And just... Is it on screen? No, it just looks (laughs) like a bunch of crazy cuts and shit. Exactly. I don't know if they, what they had would get the sense that Riggs is a badass at all here. No, it's just this very quick kind of self-indulgent fight, yet this thing took four days and In three fact, different trainers. When they start fighting, all of a sudden the film takes this weird steady cam type of, uh, film that has never been seen through the rest of the movie. Yeah. And there's rain and shit everywhere. And very, it's very 80s over stylized. Yeah. They make sure that they let you hear that on the radio that the dispatcher is like, my
1: responsibility here watch commander is on route until then
0: is in charge on site and he's basically telling them let him fight it out son of a bitch just killed two of our men wouldn't you be like okay oh all right, all right. this okay. is strange okay let's when watch did them <laughs> find him huh? is this like old west justice i don't quite understand <laughs> and i like the part where you know he's like drowning rigs in the water and he goes And then he gets him in the great choke hold with his legs. <laughs> yes. Okay, this is the part I ever always had a problem with. I think even when I first saw it, I thought it was ridiculous that he's choking him out. Murtaugh says, your fucking And then Riggs looks at him and he goes... So, Murtaugh turns like blood, lust, death, hungry, crazy man, and Riggs is the one that pulls himself back. So, you would think it would be the other way around. And, you know, Riggs is like, you lose. And then Why he, is- then he makes this weird fist and goes, ha, karate kid. Live or die, man. Die. Wrong. <laughs> this stupid video effect that Richard Donner does in all of the lethal weapons. I freaking hate this. I hate it too. It's like soap opera effect all of a sudden. Joshua reaches for a gun and they both get to shoot him. See, before it wasn't worth it because he could let him go. It's the surrender yeah. rule or something. Like, if I don't have to kill him, I let him go. So he did. But now he's reaching for a gun. We can kill him. Yes, right? he's there is intent. So let's slow it down. Make yeah. it look horrible, smoky, grainy, oh, ugliness. God, I hate that. Because they do that with the car bursting out of the trailer thing in *Leaving* up and two. After that scene where he's dead, it cuts to the cemetery where he's. At Victoria Lynn's grave, his dead wife. I eat that stuff up. I love it. Oh, so do I. Because he's, he's good. Morning That's what makes the wife. movie are the emotional scenes with uh, with Mel Gibson's rigs. Yeah, he's like... Merry Christmas, Victoria Lynn. I love you. He loves his dead wife. It's real sad and everything. I love my dead wife. <laughs> I love my dead wife. I, lo- I love my gay dead wife. <laughs> my dead gay son. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they kind of put that to bed, okay? His, they did. They did a really good job at it. Like, he's going to be okay. It's a good scene. Riggs uh, shows up at the uh, Murtaugh's house, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Rhianne answers the door. I'm pretty sure I'd have her locked up somewhere, but... Yes. She's still vulnerable, but... Especially now that uh, Riggs has said goodbye to his dead wife. Yeah, he goes to bring a bullet to Roger.
1: Give this to your dad, okay? Uh, a present for him. Tell him I won't be needing it anymore.
0: It's a bullet. Yeah, it's a bullet. I think he doesn't doesn't need it anymore. Yeah, for the people on IMDB who don't understand, he doesn't need that to blow his brains out anymore. He's found a new family. He's found someone that can help him through this. And I also think that killing all those bad guys was therapeutic absolutely (laughs) he's fired enough you know he's fired guns enough now that he doesn't really need to it's it's done he's taken enough lives to substitute his own but i love how roger comes out and he goes after
2: all we've been through if you think i'm gonna eat the world's lousiest christmas turkey by myself you're crazy
0: Mm. Um, can trish really be that bad a cook no there's no way i mean how hard is it to cook a turkey and then there's that deep moment.
1: I'll tell you a little secret. What? I'm not crazy.
0: I know. I knew it! You were just trying to get psycho pinched! The casting was right! And then he's busted right then, movie's over, mm. he goes to jail. Can't believe it. Worst ending ever. I think the worst ending ever is that uh, Riggs brings his dog <laughs> and, with the no. truck door open it's funny, yes. when you first see the movie, you don't even care about stuff like that or even notice it, but you watch it so many times, you're like, wait a second, why is this car door wide open? Well, and then they go in the house without closing the door. Like, I, I would have accepted a scene better where he goes, hey, is it okay if I brought someone and walks to his car, opens the door, lets the dog out, closes the door, you know, and then walks yeah. in with Riggs. Except or- he leaves the door wide open. The dog runs in, terrorizes Burbank. The friggin' dome light in the car is going to make his battery go dead. That is my first freaking <laughs> thought. Well, also- like, am I, Have I become such an adult that my thought is, oh shit, his car's not going to start. Well, what about this, Bill? He's in the truck. Is he like, hey, Sam, the dog, wait yeah. here until I whistle for you. Here, I'm going to open the door though. Okay, and gonna go walk over there. And then he's like, hey, is it okay if I bring a friend? Yeah. And then then dog comes in. Then the door stays open. How about the doors are closed? It's a pickup, so it has and that, the window's that down. bed window. Or yeah, the, yeah but, just let the dog jump out of the car through the window or something. Or what about this? The dog is just in the bed of the truck. There you go. Or this, the dog just gets out and he's with him the whole time. I can't believe this bothers me as much as it does. <laughs> well, it is annoying. Why is a freaking car door open at the end of the movie? I mean, I love the movie. I, I still don't know do. problems and all. I still love it, but it's just one of those things that bugs the living shit out of me. Hey, you mind if
1: I bring a friend? Of course you bring a friend. Hey.
0: Well, what I love is after it's all over and the dog goes in and he goes,
1: I don't think Burbank the cats going to like this. I'll put five on the money. I got him, I got
2: I'm <laughs> <going>. <laughs>
0: and everyone's freaking out that's a funny way to end the movie and then we have the greatest song of all time lethal weapon bill a lethal weapon yes because it's one of my favorite things in movies to make fun of is they should have had a title song where it says the title of the movie, and this yeah. has one. And this is—I had to look up the band, and it's a Canadian hard rock <laughs> band. <laughs> and there's just something about Canadian hard rock bands. We'll get that, a Canadian band to sing the lethal weapon song. It's—it's—it's she- uh, it's, it's the band's name, Honeymoon Suite. Wow. Uh, because they formed in 1981 at Niagara Falls, <laughs> and Niagara Falls is the unofficial honeymoon capital of the world. Oh my God! So these, these ta- guys put so much thought into that. Whatever shows these guys perform, do you think people are like, "Lead the weapon, lead the weapon"? Oh, absolutely. Like, bum, 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 bum. Uh, here's here's the sad part though. Um, in spring of 1987, the band performed the title track for the film Lethal Weapon, composed by Michael Kamen. In the winter of 1987, the band started work on their third album in L.A. You know, you'd think they're, they're really on top of things. And uh, Johnny D was hit by a car at LAX airport. And Johnny D is the uh, singer, the man who gave voice to Lethal Weapon. Don't tell me he died. No, he didn't die. He just broke a lot of bones and needed... Broke his leg in several places, required surgery to insert a 10-inch pin. I can't believe that there's an entire Wikipedia page dedicated to this. The band that sang "Lead the Weapon? Yes! (laughs) I mean, I'm shocked. Apparently, he was friends with Michael McDonald, and Michael McDonald uh, was brought in to help uh, with recording sessions on their new album. So there you go. Who knew? Who knew? I mean, come on. There is a massive page... Uh, all about honeymoon suite i had no idea that this canadian rock band was as prolific i never heard of them how soon after uh lethal weapon did gary Busey have his accident and go completely yeah exactly shit? because i guess like i remember uh after this movie came out it I had this... to be in the 90s because he did oh my god i was looking at imdb okay 1987 he did lethal weapon 1988 yes bulletproof as McBain. oh so nice. that was like his career is taken off now Bill. butthorns your worst nightmare butthorn and then of course i remember him from predator 2 yeah and point break and i think point break was after that he was crazy uh <laughs> no because he did under siege under siege you're right i'm yeah, trying to look was, for him. him and uh, tommy lee jones did under siege and Drop Zone in 94. That accident had to be... Dude, he worked like every year. Like, he did. Even I after this check- accident, he didn't take any time off. It was in December 1988 was the accident. Wow. Predator 2 was after the accident. Wow. Did he just start getting worse and worse or something? I think so. It's probably like a degenerative brain disorder. Holy shit. Because he kept working. I don't understand how he kept working. That's so weird that he's actually deteriorated through the years. Yeah. So what, I mean, Bill, what do you say about Lethal Weapon? Because I, you know, I have a fondness for Lethal Weapon. Absolutely. And and I even enjoy Lethal Weapon 2. I think anyone who's heard our commentary of Lethal Weapon 3, we think it's ridiculous. It's, it's quite possibly, well, you know what? Lethal Weapon 2 starts getting into that area where Lethal Weapon 1 really is, it's the, the Lethal Weapon film. It's the dark center of that universe. Right. And, um, Lethal, lethal Weapon 2 gets a little kind of, too jokey with the, uh, Leo Getz horse shit. It's not until, uh, they kill his girlfriend that, uh, he starts going to crazy rigs again. Yeah. And they even have it where the bad guy, not only did he kill his new girlfriend, it turns out he killed his wife also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a little much. Yeah. But, I mean, it's fun. I'll still watch Lethal Weapon 2 whenever it's on. But Oh, so why? Yeah, but 3 and 4 are just... I'll watch Lethal Weapon 3 and groan throughout the whole thing. Like, ugh. Yeah, that's... And I remember when they were shooting it, that was such a big deal. Like, watching HBO and seeing those making-ofs. And they'd always do those HBO specials. Yeah, and they had this making-of. And Gibson and Glover were wearing those huge... Do you remember those, like, extra-long... Starter puffy jackets. They like mm-hmm. went down past your ass. One of them had a Raiders one, and I was like, oh, I gotta have that. <laughs> you know, it's just, I remember watching that thinking that this is so cool. They're making another lethal weapon. It's in are like in this like subdivision under construction, and there's fire everywhere. It looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then we saw it. And dude, honestly, when I saw it in the theater, I had no problem with it. I enjoyed it. Oh, the boys are back, man. This is funny and whatever. Oh yeah. It's after I mean, watching it on cable several times. You're like, man, this isn't that good. It even opens with that, you know, that Zippo lighter clicking song that Eric Clapton and Sting did. That, oh, yeah, we wow. talk about that on the freaking, I mean, come commentary. on. That was freaking awesome. <laughs> the fire and the, then the, the cra- the opening. That was, is that when the crazy openings really started? Or was that two? The third one, remember, that's the bomber, the mad bomber guy that they never even find. It has nothing to do with the movie. The bomb squad. And then the third one is with the guy with the flamethrower, which is completely Oh my God, that is the third one, isn't it? No, it's the third one's the bomber. The fourth one's the flamethrower guy. Okay, yeah, that was just... The second one just opens with them in a chase, in Medias Res, in the midst of things. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah, that, I just remember whenever they started doing the crazy openings, it was like, oh, boy. The main thing I think is funny about all these movies, the police work seems pretty thin. Oh, the police do. work's terribly thin. There's no, like, real police work involved. There's no like. police work involved. <laughs> because even when there is police work involved, the police end up getting killed. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, they so Is it the third one or the second one where they pick them off one by one? It's the second one. They start yeah. killing all their other guys, including uh what's-his-face from Breaking Bad. I know this is one of their partners, one of their cop buddies. Oh, yeah, you're right. Shit. What the hell is his name? The the guy that played Mike, right? No, no, no. Uh You know, the brother-in-law. Dean Norris. Dean Norris. Yes. Dean Norris is one of the cops in Lethal Weapon 2. It's pretty Why hilarious. am I thinking of Mike? Who's he? He's one of the bad guys, isn't he? Mike... Yeah. He's the bad guy in Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, Jesus. That's... Yeah, that's what... Sorry. (laughs) Jonathan Banks. That wraps up Lethal Weapon, a movie that both of us hold near and dear to our heart. Yes. We we have forgotten more about this movie than anyone will understand. I think we're just like endo-torturing.
1: Endo here has forgotten more about dispensing pain than you and I will ever know.
0: Yeah, I mean, we remember certain things, and then you discover things, and then you you know it, it's not a movie that has particularly aged well but it is still fun it's that 80s joel silver action movie and you know yes. what we should totally do like last boy scout something like that. oh we have to we have sweet. to that's whenever um shane black really kind of reached his pinnacle of one-liners <laughs> yeah do the long kiss good night yes that would be fun that movie's ridiculous <laughs> it's it's so ridiculous this ain't no ham or rat pal but guys, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you uh, love Lethal Weapon as much as we do. It's okay if you don't. Hopefully, you're entertained by it. It is a silly action movie, but they turn him into cartoon characters later. Well, if you think about it, Mad Max and the Road Warrior was a guy who lost his family. Yes, he was a shell of a man. Really, Riggs is like a continuation of that type of character. You know, he is. He absolutely is. He could be his uh, his American cousin. In fact, and a police know. officer at that. But guys, I want to thank everyone for uh, supporting us in the show, and I hope you enjoy this, and I hope you tune in for the next one. Bill, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, sir. Oh, I want to end with this one thing, Bill. I got to tell you, it's very important. All right.
2: It was pain.
0: Pain, pain, pain. pain. I don't know. Pain. Oh! 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 It was a tattoo yeah oh oh it's a tattoo oh oh, all right bill uh excuse me while i go put an apb out on big bird all right go spit now this is podcasting on imdb have you ever looked at movie message boards they're hilarious oh god yeah especially like like some of my favorite after you watch a movie like uh go there like lethal weapon why was Riggs alone and naked was he masturbating and what kind of question is that and then the person answered no that was you (laughs) <laughs> another person wrote in a deleted scene it showed that previously he was drunk and got in a bar brawl and a lot of people strip down when they're drunk what a lot of people just sleep naked with the door open to their what, was that have you seen that scene in deleted scenes um it's i don't know if it's on there but I, that's how the movie originally opened was him getting into a fight uh, it was too. It was considered too dark. He gets drunk in a bar, gets in a fight, and then diffuses the situation. And the guy, the bartender, gives him a bottle of whiskey to never come back. Wow. Here's yeah, I think I'll... that's on Wikipedia. They mention that. Riggs emptying a clip on a helicopter. Was he just doing this out of anger? Because at that range, the bullets are not likely to hit. And even are you if they serious? Did, they would likely just bounce off. I don't know. It seems like a waste of ammo to me. The person answers... They tried to show how badass he is. Wow, he's, this is like a, a black hole stupidity. I know it's like, hmm. I wonder why. I'm gonna go on the internet and ask. Maybe was this years. the film that introduced Berettas? Yes, I don't think so. I okay, there. Yeah, I would. I would say it is. Let's the see. movie A Better Tomorrow from 1986 had the 92 F model Beretta in it. Robocop, the same year as Lethal Weapon, so depending on what month it came out. Wow, that is a lot of minutia. Oh, my God. And like anyone had even... Like, we'd seen a Hong Kong action movie when we were that age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first movie, yeah, there was Lethal Weapon, and then, of course, the Beretta in, like, Die Hard. But it's so sad that people are asked these questions. It's really pathetic. I, I, every time I read Beretta, it makes me think of the Jack Reacher books. He hates those guns. He hates Berettas? Yeah, he says they're pieces of shit. <laughs> 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 Like that, they jam and they're they're just shitty, uh, underpowered guns. Here's my favorite question: How do you think that Riggs and John mcclain would do as partners? Would they fight or would they get along like Riggs and Murtaugh? I, I just have to ask it in a dumb voice like that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely McClane from Die Hard Three and Riggs from Lethal Weapon One would make a great drinking couple. They'd get along. Okay, I'm glad that person just answered. You know, didn't, like, speculate. Wow, what dumb question. And see, I remembered, uh I guess we should just start recording so we could just bullshit. <laughs> All right. <coughs> <coughs> la, 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 do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. <coughs> la. Wow. Figaro. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> la, 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 la. La That's not bacon! Oh,
2: it's mine now.